With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone. As we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And it's all brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate Quote, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. You want to get into the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius. What are you doing tonight, Torres? That well, huh? I, I've already left him speechless for crying out loud. We'll talk to Torres. He's having more problems than I am. I'm the one that should be cranky. I'm the one that had my Arizona Wildcats lose for crying out loud. I'm here. What happened to you? Gosh, what's wrong with you for crying out loud? My takes were so hot, they broke the one mic in the studio, so I had to go to the second one. I'm alive, though, Arnie Spanier. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, It's tough when you get to within 25 seconds of going to the national playoff, and then it gets taken right away from you. It It hurts. It stings today, you know? Whatever the opposite of going to the playoff is, that's working with you every Saturday. Arnie wow. Yeah. Come yeah. on. You know my Arizona Wildcats lost with 25 seconds left. That's how close we came. If we, I was already looking up because I thought we were going to win. 
um, where we were going to be in the top ten, or where they were going to put us. So I was thinking, ooh, if they put us fifth, that'd be perfect. I try to sneak in there, <laughs> undefeated in the middle of November. I mean, That's it's pretty right. much never been done before. And be USC the, the the prize of the Pac-12? Of course, we should be the in the top pr- ten. The prize of the Pac-12. Stop it! I cried. I cried. Did I, you? I, I, that hurt. That hurt. This is the this is the closest we came to playing for a championship ever. I, I, I really uh, felt for you because I really I was watching the game. Actually, I was watching a million of the games at once. Yeah, and, but you uh, probably said, oh, my God, they just lost the national championship. Well, they, I mean, you did. I mean, if you go undefeated, <laughs> you know, you can't go undefeated if you don't win the first one, unfortunately. That's true. So, wow, that is, wow, you should put that on a T-shirt. I should. I should. I should. Um, yeah, no, I was watching very closely. Uh, they had complete control until the final 30 seconds or so. 25 seconds. Yeah, USC has to be like the least impressive oh, 2-0 and team in the history yeah. of football. They're not very good because we're not, we weren't supposed to be a very good team. And um, we went toe-to-toe with them, and I guess we lost a lot of players. Uh, it, it, it was tough, though. I, look, I'm glad we put up a good fight. Would have loved to win that game as the game was going on. I thought we were going to pull it off, but we scored with a, a little over a minute left. But I'll give USC a couple of minutes left, but I'll give USC credit for coming downfield and, and getting that late touchdown. I mean, both teams, um, we almost had an interception the play before. Um, and, and went right through one of our defenders' hands. So what can you do? Um, but plenty to get to tonight. Oh, my goodness. Is this a crazy night? Um, college football, though, you know, the, the buffet wasn't very full this weekend. Um, this Saturday for the buffet, I think I, I got to the buffet a little late because everything was picked over for this weekend. Well, unfortunately, somebody got to the buffet early and coughed all over and had COVID. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Uh, you know, Clemson was on a bye. Ohio State's game postponed. Alabama's game postponed. Uh, it's just the reality of the situation that we're living in. Uh, but, yeah, outside of uh, – I'm trying to think of what was the best game. I don't know. I, I none, none is immediately coming to mind, but – when the number one, number two, number one, number three, and number four are all out, uh, I think number six well, is Wisconsin Cincinnati. And Michigan, if that's the best game, oh, we'll get to that real quick. That's for sure. Well, I was going to say, uh, let's see. So if I don't have the rankings in front of me, well, but Notre Cincinnati, won. yeah, yeah, Cincinnati played last night. Texas A and M was not allowed to play this week, so you're starting to get some really slim picking. So I'm looking at the rankings right now. And number one was not able to play. Number three was not able to play. Number four, number five, number seven played on Friday. Number eight. Uh, So, yeah. But Indiana, they're good, right? That was that was kind of cool, right? Well, you know what? Let's talk. Look, I I know a lot of people want to talk about Michigan. And believe me, we'll have plenty of time uh, to get to Harbaugh. What's going on with Michigan? Matter of fact, Pete uh, Pete Futek will join us at about 20 past the hour. And we'll break down the top 25. We'll obviously get to the NFL and uh, start taking a look at Week 10's games. Heading into Week 10, I know this. The Sager will stop on by. Of course, as he does every Saturday, Bernie Fratto will stop on by. we got news and notes. So it is a busy, busy show. And we got to give a shout-out to you. Cal. I can't believe they're actually playing a game. Um, so much to get to, but I want to start with this, Aaron. Um, the COVID. You mentioned the 15, there was 15 games that were postponed or canceled. Um, first thing I want to ask you, still full steam ahead? Don't slow down. Should we, uh, and I'm asking you, do, do we continue what we're doing? Are we doing the right thing? 15 games canceled. That affects 30 teams. I did the math real quick. Um, <laughs> that was good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. But I mean, that's a University of Arizona education right, right there. Right. Exactly. But I mean, well, we could joke about it. But let, let's be honest. That's a lot of games. Uh, for you know, one, two, three games is one thing. 
15 is a whole nother. You're not going to be able to make up half this stuff, or maybe even most of it you're not going to be able to make up. Well, you're 100% not going to be able to make it up. And, I mean, part of that is uh, something that we've talked about since August and September when the Big Ten and the Pac-12 decided to return was you were leaving yourself no wiggle room in case something like Wisconsin happened, something like Maryland happened this week, which caused the postponement of the uh, Ohio State game. These games aren't going to get made up. But but what I think, Arnie, my personal opinion, first of all, yes, it's full steam ahead because there are teams that aren't having outbreaks and you can't punish them for not being able to play. But the reality of what we've talked about since uh, since August, since September, since we knew the Big Ten and Pac-12, it was going to uh, come back. It's it's you know it's happening in real time here where some teams are only going to get in five six games some teams are going to get in ten eleven games and so I I don't uh, envy the playoff committee trying to determine who is the quote unquote four best teams but we've been talking about this and this is the reality for this season you know there are people that want to shut it down right now you know that don't you oh of course yeah the, the, we call them Corona Bros you're one but of them I, Arnie yeah, and, and okay. I understand that but you know they're they're making more and more of a case as we're are going really along dumb? every weekend it's hard to fight them off when you have three games canceled seven games canceled 15 games uh, canceled I mean why though why what why is it hard? Why to is it hard? Off? Why are we going to punish the? So you said fifteen games are canceled. There's a hundred thirty-ish teams, so thirty right. teams cancel, which means that a hundred-ish are still playing, which means that's fifty-five well, zero games. Why well, are we going to punish those a hundred teams? Okay, well, well, then I guess leads to my next question. Then um, you have to be open to all changes, and I think we are. I mean, look at this. We got UCLA and Cal. Um, UCLA is like, what, what do you mean we can't play? Uh, uh, Utah, get Cal on the phone. See if they'll come down here. Um, so you have to be open to changes. I'm wondering. First of all, no, we're all not going to play even close to the same amount of games. Do we have to expand the playoffs? Do we just say, okay, take one from each Power Five conference and get another three more teams in, so we can get a Cincinnati, a Coastal Carolina, a Liberty? I don't know. We, we got to do something. It can't continue like this. If we only put four teams in here, um, there's just going to be too much of a backlash. We got to start making the changes now. We Look, I know it's throwing stuff at the wall, but this is 2020. That's what we've been doing all year long, throwing stuff at the wall. So let me ask you this. So you're yeah. both saying that so with so many games getting canceled is a bad thing, but now you're advocating to add games to the schedule. Well, that doesn't really feel like I know, it makes sense. I know, well, because I know as we go along now, I could see more games getting canceled for November, around Thanksgiving, maybe around early December. Then maybe things will get better. Uh, We're supposed to have a vaccine. Uh, Some people may get it before the first of the year. So hopefully things start getting better late December and then maybe January. So then maybe you expand the playoffs a little bit because we're going to lose out on so many games. Why is that such a problem? Why, Why people like you screaming off the rooftops, Don't let more than four in. Don't let more than four in. Heck, we may expand the NFL playoffs by a team. I don't hear anybody crying bloody murder over that. I didn't say don't add more teams. What I'm saying is that you're a hypocrite because you're complaining that we we shouldn't even continue the season because too many games are getting canceled. I I didn't say we shouldn't continue. I said it's getting harder and harder to fight them off, though. I don't think it is. I think you just have to, you know, they the 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 uh, they say use common sense and logic and use the facts and data. The facts and data is let's do some simple math. A hundred teams were able to play today. The other thing too, which is kind yeah. of crazy about all these cancellations, is if you. Act- 
actually look at the statistics, it's unfortunate, but a ton of these teams, it's not even positive tests. It's actually the contact tracing. Like Texas A&M had two people test positive and had to cancel the game. By the way, one of them wasn't even a player. It was either a student manager or an assistant coach, but because of contact tracing, they couldn't play. Missouri, Georgia uh, was canceled after one positive test. So to me, I don't think that it's this crazy uh, deal that everyone makes it out to be. But, it, you know, I, I don't think it's hard to fight them off. I think if you what, use facts and information, it's not hard to fight them off. I'm, I'm, when I say, when I advocate for eight teams in the playoffs, it's not just because I want to, you know, say, okay, you know, it's going to be a lot more fun. I'm just taking it from the other leagues. Look what we did in the NBA. Um, we added teams to this play-in thing, and if you win two out of three, it's like you talk about making it up at the last minute. We're like, okay, the last four teams could be in, but if the last two teams are separated by, let's say, four games, you play a best of three. <laughs> That's true. You you're know, right. I, so we added that. Baseball, oh, my goodness. How many teams did we add to that one? We had eight teams in each uh, uh, American League and National League, so we added to that. We may add it to the NFL. Um why not just do it to college football? Here's a golden opportunity. It's worked in all the other professional leagues. Why not do it now? And if and I'll get to this later on. You saw what Patino had to say for college basketball. If Patino's you think we're gonna, if you think we're staying at 65, um, you're fooling yourself. Oh, I you want to make a bet on that? Oh, you well, think it's 68, so? but yeah, or 68. I'm sorry, 68. But. I would love to make a bet on that. Really, you don't think they'll move from that. But anyway, I, I think this is the year to try things new, and I think we have to be open to maybe I, – I would actually add more than eight teams. Oh. I want to make sure the – I think if any – You year want Michigan proven, in? Is that how many teams you no, want No, you wanted Michigan in when you had them as the number four team in the country, for crying out loud. I said they might be. Yeah, don't think people forgot about that. They've still been calling for you to be fired. But this is the year I want Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, Liberty. I want to give schools like that a shot. Now, if we can't do it this year, then they're never going to get a shot at, at trying to win this thing. You know? So let me ask you a question. Like, when do we have to make this decision? Because are you just advocating for a bigger playoff, or do you want the small schools? Because what happens if Coastal Carolina loses next week? Do we go from well, there sixteen goes my teams? Idea. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is like, is like, I have. If well, they the, could still take eight teams. They just won't be one of the teams. Then I guess. Yeah. I I just guess my point is we have this stupid argument every single year. We have to expand the playoff, and then we get to the last week of the season. We can't even find four teams that are good enough. So if your argument is just this is a quirky year, let's four add four teams good enough for what though? To make the playoff. You no, watched no, no, Oklahoma no, 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 no. LSU last year. It was no, an embarrassment. No. no, no. No, you're saying there's not four teams good enough to win the championship. You don't – how I come hope. you don't – well, is, is mean, there – Aaron, are there 68 teams? Isn't that teams? the point of playing in a championship in a Why, championship are there 68 event? teams that can win the championship in college basketball? The answer is no. But we love the first two rounds. We we can't get enough for that the first two rounds, right? It's the only chance we get to watch Arizona, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. We Even though these schools – some of these schools have no chance to do anything other than maybe win a game or two – we love the first two rounds, so I don't understand why we, we can't do the same thing for football. That's all. I just, I just, you know, that's a different conversation. If you just right. want to add games for the sake of adding games, okay, cool. Well, we're like, going to me, gonna play like five games in the Pac-12 for crying out loud. You know? <laughs> well, Jeez. like to me, I just, look, it sounds great. And then I think back to last year when LSU played Oklahoma in the playoff, Oklahoma the number four team, and it was, I believe, if memory serves me correct, 49-14 to 14 at halftime, Arnie. So, you know, 
it's 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 not a this isn't a, a little league we all get orange slices and a, a trophy at the end of the season kind of deal like what? at a certain point like let's get some teams that can compete and I'm just watching these teams and I'm sorry Coastal Carolina is a great story now if they go undefeated it's a different story but I'm not ready to sit here on November uh, 14th when the season goes till December 19th and say oh we got to put in Coastal Carolina they could give let Alabama me, a game let me, let me, if, I was just about to say that that's funny you mentioned if coastal carolina or liberty were beating alabama at halftime if i had a nickel for every tweet that there was out about that game i'd be a billionaire i could you imagine what twitter would look like if alabama was losing at halftime um people would run to watch that game like they were giving away gold bars or something like that that's how many people would tune on in you know so now we have to go based on what twitter wants is what you're saying oh gosh I'm Gosh. just asking. I mean, that's your argument. Oh, it'd be fun on Twitter if Alabama and Coastal Carolina hypothetically played and Coastal Carolina was hypothetically up at halftime. What would Twitter be like if it was 42 to nothing, Arnie Spanier? Wow. Maybe if, I want to watch bad, if I want to watch bad football, I got Arizona games to watch, but go ahead. Wow. Torres said, well, Arnie is chippy already. His Wildcats lost. Boo-hoo. <laughs> wow. Let me see. You guys don't get it because I went to one of those rare schools that is kind of Ivy League and top academics and athletics. And Just because are- there's Ivy on one wall does not make it the <laughs> Ivy League, okay, Arnie? Uh, you want to jump in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. When we get back, Pete Futak steps on by. What does he have to say about that Michigan game? What does he have to say about Harbaugh? What does he have to say about all of today's action? We'll get to that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Fox Sports Radio. We are coming to you live, by the way, at the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's all brought to you by Geico. I want to get right to our guest. You can check him out at College Football News and collegefootballnews.com. It's our buddy Pete Futek. Pete, Michigan. You okay? You, wow. You guys showed up. Wait, your guys showed up today. You had USC in trouble there for a little bit. They took away the national championship from me, Pete. They took away they the did. national championship. They absolutely did. They robbed you. That was it. That was the gateway. <laughs> you you better you believe it. Defense. You guys played defense for the first time in, oh, I don't know, Desert Swarm era. It's yeah, pretty good. It, it, it's the first time we look good and we're playing like three games this year. So good good thing we're only doing that. All right, Pete, but you know what? Before we even get into Michigan, what did you? What are you making of the 15 games um, that have been postponed or canceled? What do you make of all that? Part of the deal, look, it, it stinks. It's not fun. Uh but the crazy part about this, and the one thing I've learned as long as I've been doing this is, for good and for bad, as soon as the ball is kicked off, everyone kind of forgets everything else. So for the whole week, it's all the you know doom and gloom, this is awful, this is awful, this is awful. And then all of a sudden you get the games today, and, you know, it's college football, they're still playing. And what college football has done this year, again, I'm not saying this is necessarily a positive for good and for bad, is that, all right, well, the world is crashing down around us, and we're just going to kind of keep playing. And so that's what they did. You still had all these games. And then to, to kind of spin this positive, is this is actually sort of in a weird way the system working. Because the whole idea wasn't that there was going to be uh, um, you know, any sort of a cure yet or anything. It was that the tests were to see who could play and who couldn't. And if you did have positives, contact tracing from there to keep everyone as safe as possible. So it's not necessarily that the guys who are playing are getting this because they're playing football. It's that they're getting it and then they're not playing football because they have it and they're making sure the guys around them aren't having it. So it's in this weird kind of way, it, again, it's actually kind of the system working and it, even though it's just not a whole lot of fun to see these uh, things happen during this time. So, Pete, Arnie referenced uh, Michigan today. And listen, we ask you about Michigan every week. I'm not going to ask you the question that everybody thinks I'm going to ask. What I'll ask instead, not why do they stink so bad, but basically, why hasn't it worked? Because if you think about it at the most fundamental level, this guy won at the D2 level, one of the toughest jobs in the country in Stanford, won in the NFL, and it's going backwards in a hurry at Michigan. Why has it not worked, Pete? I would actually argue it did work. Fair. And it it, it, it they're having a bad year, obviously. Penn State's having a bad year. You know, LSU's having a bad year. You know, there's a whole bunch of teams out there that are just, for whatever reason, just aren't great this season. Why it's not working now is that they're just not blocking anybody. Those lines are not playing well. They were missing both their their main defensive ends tonight, but you can't blame that because Wisconsin was missing a slew of key players. 
Uh, so, and plus they had you know, all the COVID issues for the last few weeks. You can't blame that. But look, the, the, the big mystery, and I guess the, the overarching thing is they haven't had that star quarterback. I mean, under Jim Harbaugh, you know, here's the guy who turned Colin Kaepernick into you know, uh, almost a Super Bowl winning passer. Uh, really kind of made Andrew Luck into Andrew Luck at Stanford. And the Providence Bed, they've never had that guy. I mean, look at Ohio State. You know, they've had you know, Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins and J.T. Uh, Barrett and um, Braxton Miller, you know, Cardell Jones during that time. Michigan's never had the, the, the superstar quarterback. Excuse me, Joe Milton just has never had it tonight. And so he just has not, not had the guys there to make this whole thing happen. So I, to long-winded way of saying, outside of not being able to beat Ohio State and Alabama, and even Wisconsin, for that matter, who's been pretty elite, they've been able to beat everybody else. But this year, it's just been a bad, bad year. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that, Pete. You see, Jim Harbaugh, 37 and five against unranked opponents, but seven and 12 versus ranked Big Ten teams, and 11 and 16 versus ranked teams. Period. All right. Let but me say it for. Here, let me speak. But here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you, you're glossed over the first part there. Now, that that gets dogged as as a negative. It is. That's actually. That's, but it's not. That's actually his his biggest positive is that his teams didn't lose to Illinois like Wisconsin did last year. His teams don't lose to the mediocre. The, the fun stat I keep throwing out there is that before this year, he only had one loss against the team that didn't finish with 10 wins or more. So it's not like they were losing to the, the, the mediocre here and there. Whereas, you know, even Ohio State had a loss to Purdue here and, you know, uh, another one, I believe, to Iowa there. So that wasn't Harbaugh. But now they're losing to those teams this year at least. And then just getting smoked by uh, the Badgers tonight just doesn't help the case at all. Pete, he's got to go. Let me speak on behalf of America. He's got to go. You can't be well, paying $70 fall, million. Well, You can't do off. it, Pete. He's got to go, Pete. He's got to go. Fine, and then he's going to fall off. If Cliff Kingsbury is going to fall Jim Harbaugh is the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys, the Jets, wherever, wherever that next opening is in the NFL, he's going to take that job. And, as I kind of keep arguing, who's the coach that you're going to get at Michigan who all of a sudden is going to make Ohio State bad at college football? So I'm not saying – I'm not. You know, the, part of the problem with college football in general is you can never, ever, ever lose if you're a big-time head coach. And God help you if you lose two games or three games uh, like Harbaugh's just done, then, it, then you're really screwed. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's it, – it, one big win changes that around. But tonight's performance – that's a rough one to overcome. So I know it's kind of a weird question, but you know Notre Dame goes on the road. They're playing an unranked opponent. In theory, that's a game that they should win. But Boston College, we saw them play Clemson tough the other week. I was very impressed by Notre Dame coming off that big signature win against Clemson. Were you impressed by Notre Dame and the ability to uh, put that Clemson game in the rearview mirror and just focus on the task at hand today? I like them. Yeah, it's it's. I, in this weird and wacky year, I mean, this is really an insane, insane season that just, I mean, you can't really take any win for granted. You say, oh, they just beat Boston College. Or, no, that's good. I mean, this year, if you can just keep winning and surviving and advancing, it's fine. Ian Book, and part of the key is, you know, look at the, who's got the, you know, who are the good teams out there? Are the teams with either the really talented quarterbacks or the veteran quarterbacks? Why is Texas A&M still alive and kicking in this? Because uh, partially because Kellen Mond has been around for 12 years. You know, Ian Book, he's not Trevor Lawrence. He's not Justin Fields. 
but he's a, kind of a third down conversion machine. He's a ball. He's, he's been good. And so that combined with the lines, okay, just keep on winning, keep on winning and keep on moving on in this crazy year. And, you know, they're right there. They got two tough non-con uh, road games coming up. They got to deal with North Carolina with, with that offense is dangerous. And they got to deal with Wake Forest who is sneaky. Good. Uh, get through those. They're, they're going to truck Syracuse. And then you're back in the, you know, the ACC championship game against Clemson, probably. And then look, as long as you at least lose that close, you're probably in if you're Notre Dame. And if you win it, obviously you're in probably the number two or three seed. Pete, as we let you go, I need Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, and Liberty in it also. I need eight teams in it. it. I need those three teams in it. As I've said before, it's my problem with March Madness, where everyone says, oh, Cinderella. If if I hear hear like a first-round Cinderella upset or a second-round upset, I know in the near future there's an 82-51 Duke win or North Carolina win soon to <laughs> right. come in the second or third round. The idea of Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina or something like that, that's really cute. But in college, the college football playoff, that just screams, okay, 55-10 Bama. Great. That's a whole lot of fun. Like I'd kinda, <laughs> it's it's going to be an interesting fight, though, because there's, you know, there's like six teams left that are realistically in this, and they're gonna, there's going to be a battle royale for that third or fourth spot, depending on what Clemson and Notre Dame do. Yeah, it should have been seven with Arizona. He's Pete Futek. <laughs> Check him out at College Football News, oh, collegefootballnews.com. Pete, always a pleasure. We'll catch up with you later on. You guys have a good night. Thank All you, right, Pete. Take care. Pete Futek, everybody. Check him out at College yeah. Football News. Oh, we're going to get into Michigan and Harbaugh. That's coming up next. But first, let's see what's trending. We check in with the Sager. What's going on on tonight, the Sager? Hello, gentlemen. A very long night for the Tampa Bay Bucks, but they finally arrived for their yeah. road game at Carolina. That's a 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff on Fox TV for much of the country, but about seven hours of delays for them to just get out of Florida and go to Charlotte had to board a new plane, but reportedly they have arrived. And we do have a late-night college football game on FS1. It's the season opener for the Washington Huskies here in mid-November. And it's 7-7 Washington and Oregon State mid-first quarter. So an adventure early on Washington was back to punt at a high snap, and the punter chased it down and then decided to try and kick it anyway, and it was easily blocked. And (laughs) then it was a loose ball, and Oregon State picked it up and got an early score. Thank goodness we have the Pac-12 to kick around now. Absolutely. We have Pac-12 at night, and it has not disappointed already. Meanwhile, 23rd-ranked Northwestern is 4-0, and and next Saturday we'll be hosting the 13th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers, who just Woo. killed Michigan tonight. Northwestern won its game 27-20 at Purdue. And uh, this is kind of huge in the division in a shortened season. And so this was pointed out tonight by a writer from the Omaha World-Herald in the conference said, quote, you know, this would never happen, but Northwestern is scheduled to play Wisconsin next week. If Northwestern have to cancel because of COVID concerns, guess what? Wisconsin would have too few games. They'd be knocked out of contention for the division title. That would all but guarantee Northwestern wins the division. Wow. Like I said, it would never happen, end quote. But somebody just thinking ahead. Meanwhile, Tulsa pulled off the upset in a comeback beating 19th-ranked SMU 28-24. Plank's going to be happy. Yeah. And Tulsa is 4-0 in the American Conference. They're going to have a matchup with top 10 Cincinnati late season. I wonder if Tulsa played Oklahoma, what he would do. Ah, forget it. Hasn't Tulsa beaten Oklahoma in history? In fact, from the great Matt Brown of The Athletic, Tulsa against teams ranked in the top 20 the previous, well, going back to the 1970s, 77. 
two wins against the top 20. This year, two wins against the top 20. So Tulsa has been kind of incredible already. 28-24, the final against SMU. As for the other college football night games, that included number six Florida whipping Arkansas 63 to 35 as Kyle Trask Heisman candidate threw for six more touchdowns the game on Fox TV had number 11 Oregon trailing at Washington State but a strong second half put the Ducks in the win column 43 to 29 the Michigan loss at home was 49 11 to 13th ranked Wisconsin so Michigan's one and three in the Big Ten I saw some stat that it's been over 50 years since they started a season one and three Notre Dame ranked number two one at boston college ninth ranked miami got a fourth quarter touchdown to edge virginia tech 10th ranked indiana shut out michigan state 24 nothing next saturday it's indiana at number three ohio state that's the big noon eastern time kickoff on fox tv marshall with an easy win liberty as well louisiana also and 20th ranked usc won at arizona Uh 34 30 on a touchdown with under 30 seconds to go arizona had just retaken the lead about a minute before Uh, it's going to be a recount don't give that final again anymore yeah get your lawyers on that we'll see how that goes <laughs> the browns activated running back nick chubb and houston running back david johnson went on ir with a concussion cleveland hosts the texans tomorrow dustin johnson leads at the masters by four strokes after a third round 65 justin thomas fell to sixth place six back and i must bring this up someone passed along the box score from a high school football semifinal in the state of Iowa. They played the game this week at the Northern Iowa Dome. Final score, this is eight-man football state semifinals, battle of 10-0 teams. Final score was 108 to 94. Nice! It was a 9 a.m. game. It went four hours. The winning side was St. Mary's Remsen in Iowa, and they rushed for over 550 yards. The losing side passed for nearly 750 yards. Each team kicked off 15 times in the game. And on the winning side, one rusher had 40 carries over 350 yards and four touchdowns, and a teammate had five touchdown runs on only 10 carries. Again, Iowa high school football semifinals, 108-94, 108-94, the final. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's all brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Go to geico.com or give them a call. 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to jump in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Christopher says, hey, Stinkin' Genius, I'm a Harbaugh fan. But if you fire him, who are you going to hire? I don't know, maybe you freeze or something I'll get to that. We'll think about that. But um, Harbaugh's 10-9 and nine in his last 19. You know, that's like saying, why should I break up with my girlfriend? Who am I going to date after that? I'll never find another girl, so I better just stay with her, Torres. I mean, he, he it's not cutting it. He, there's going to be a lot of openings in the NFL for the guy. It's time to cut bait and, and move on to somebody else. I mean, I... I... It's tough because I I do understand no, it's the not tough. No, it's I not do tough. understand the argument of who do you get, but it's indisputable that not only like it's going the wrong direction and it's going so fast and there's no reason to think it's going to get better. It's one thing if you plateau, right? It's one thing if every year you're ten and two but can't beat Ohio State. Well, you ain't going ten to two this year. Uh, you might be going. Hopefully, you know we talked about it three weeks ago. 
There's not a guaranteed win on their schedule. They'll have three wins, maybe. I said four. But it's down the three. The, they may not even have three. They won't even beat Rutgers, maybe. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Maryland's playing well this year. Rutgers oh, is They won't tougher. beat Maryland, and they maybe they'll beat Penn State, but nothing's going to well, be a gimme for them. Here's the crazy part about the Wisconsin game, too. Wisconsin didn't practice for two weeks because of COVID. Like, for like, like two years, I don't think they practiced. That's what I'm saying. Like, It's not like they got Wisconsin's best shot tonight. And so, to answer your question... I. He's gone. Like it's not. It's it's going the wrong way, and it's going along over the wrong way in a hurry. As Bernie has told us many times, uh, his contract is up after 2021. They're not going to extend him. So, uh, to answer your question, I don't know who they're going to get. I don't know that at this particular moment it matters because when you're going the wrong direction as fast as they are, you can't bring them back on a one-year contract next year. And the reason I think he'd want to go now is look at the openings he could get to. First of all, he's got the eagle that would fit perfectly for the New York Jets. Um, I mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. If they decided, as, as you said, if they move on from Mike McCarthy after a year, a couple people might be good for that job. Um let me let me backtrack. I I didn't mean to cut you off, Arnie, but yeah, I mean yeah, I kind of did. I'm sorry, but no, no, it's all right. I asked Pete this, and I think it's a fair question, and I don't know if there's an answer. Why hasn't it worked? Because if you just think about it, the most fundamental level, the NFL is the highest level of football that you can go. The guy was one play away from winning the Super Bowl. He won at Stanford, which is one of the toughest jobs in college football. He won at D2. He's at a place that he should be able to win every game on his schedule except for Ohio State and maybe Penn State. So I don't have an answer, but I'm curious if you do. Why do you think it just hasn't worked? Because it's worked everywhere else and it isn't at Michigan. Well, I don't think it worked for – yes, it worked at Stanford greatly. Um, but like then again, it's not that hard to win in the Pac-12. Um, uh, I mean, Stanford was pretty bad when he got there, Arnie. I have the, well, Stanford's had its up years. They've had their down years also. Look at some of the alumni that have come from there. So you you could win in Stanford. Um, yes, he won in the NFL, but is Saban a bad coach? Because he didn't win in the NFL. Do we look any worse on Nick Saban and say, look how terrible he is? Why didn't it work for him in the NFL? Because he didn't have a quarterback. The reason it's not working for him now is... Um, perhaps he's just not a good recruiter. Perhaps the Big Twelve is just way, or the Big Ten is just way too tough for him because there's no gimmies um, like there are in, in some of the other conferences, especially like the Pac-12. And you take a look at what he's done: ten and nine in his last nineteen. It isn't getting any better, and it's it's getting horrible. So if you want to continue like this at about seven to eight million dollars a year. You got to be insane to keep paying this guy that type of money if you're not going to at least turn it around. I don't know what you're doing, you know? Well, and that's why they're not going to keep him because you can't pay him $8 million a year. And I just, it's going to be the end. I I mean, I guess in theory, he'll make it till the end of this season. They'll use COVID as an excuse not to get rid of him in the middle of the season. But I I, I don't know how, I mean, you can't bring him back, right? Because you can't bring him back because you can't extend him at the money that he's making and you can't bring him back for one year because you're not going to be able to recruit. So it's over. It's it. It's not like I to answer your question from before. It doesn't matter who's next. He's not the present. He's not the future. I should say he is the present. He's not the future. I just man. I just I, can I, you see him in Dallas with McCarthy or what? Uh, I mean, with McCarthy gone with Jerry Jones, I mean. Well, that was one I got right. I got wrong yeah. Michigan, but I said yeah. Mike McCarthy's one and done like uh, Freddie Kitchens. Well, it looks that way. It may look that way, I should say. Jerry denies that, but what is he going to say? What do you think? What do you think? Do you think he's I think it'd else? be a good match, but I I also have Belichick maybe going down the, the coach of Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love no, I'm not. I'm not kidding around about that. No, you, no. you'll pick him win the Super Bowl and then bail after one season. After one I, game, I don't think. Season? I don't think he wants to come back to the Patriots. We'll get into oh, that. I wanna, also. I'll pick your brain yeah. on that. You're all right, living. We'll in get New to England, all that. So. Tell you what, we'll come back. We'll take a look at the late game. I want to talk a little bit about you say you like how, and then go through some of the top twenty-five. So we have a lot to get to. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, welcome back to Fox Sports Radio Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Busy, busy Saturday night. Finally, we had something going on during the show. We got a little night game, Torres. I'm I'm liking that, you know? Uh, It's fantastic. We've had a couple the last few weeks, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. No complaints. Washington with a, last I saw, 10-7 lead over Oregon State. We'll keep you updated. And even San Jose State, 17-10 lead in their game over UNLV. Uh, Oh, by the way, I just want to tell you a little quick note here. Um, One of our local high schools in Vermont here, Mm -hmm. changing the nickname. It is too offensive. Uh So, yes, they're changing the nickname, the current nickname. Um, Get your hand on the dump buttons in case it's too (laughs) offensive to say. Uh Uh, The Raiders. Oh, because they're like they raid places and pillage, oh, I, and I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, but that, that, uh, 
We're going through another lockdown here in Vermont. I can't believe out of all the states, we're going to have one here, you know? You were just bragging, oh, we have the lowest numbers. We do. It's like, I yeah, you have this... seven people in the whole state. But Yeah, we we're, we are the low. We have, like, our, our whole infection since March is, like, about 2,800, which is, like, one day, less than one day for California. But they closed down the uh, the bars here, and restaurants have to close at 10 o'clock um, uh, for um, – and there's no indoor seating, so um, that's where we're at this point now. So we'll see what happens there. What are you uh, going to do without think... hitting the bar scene at night? Yeah, I don't know. It's tough for me. It's tough. For me. What did you think about UCLA Cal playing Sunday morning? Um, well, it's going to be noon Eastern, nine o'clock in the morning your time. I love the way that they're like, okay, we can't play Utah. They can't play um, Arizona State. Let's get Cal UCLA and play it on Sunday. I think that's fantastic. You know. Yeah, my thoughts are basically that these guys, these players, these coaches, they argued all August and September, we just want a chance to play. We don't care the circumstances. Well, it's what we led the show with, Arnie. We're living it now. Do I wish teams had a full week to prepare for the opponent? Of course. But listen, you want to play. It's it, We're in a pandemic. It's less than ideal circumstances. If you have to put together a game on two days' notice, you put together a game on two days' notice. They said that's what they want. They said they want to play. They don't care the circumstances. Well, now we're seeing it in real time. All right, a little bit on the top 25. Notre Dame beats Boston College. That was a little bit of a struggle in the first. Uh, it was tied after the first. Uh, Notre Dame pulled away by halftime. Wasn't really much. Boston College put up a decent fight. They lose by a couple, but I don't even really think um, in the second half it was that close. Good win for Notre Dame um, because anytime you get a win in your number two, Ian Book looked good with the three touchdowns. So um, he was, he's one of the reasons why they pulled away late. Yeah, I was impressed. You know, we kind of mentioned it with Pete Futek earlier. But listen, I think that it's so easy for a team. Listen, the, the Clemson game last week was the biggest win any of those guys have had, at least at the college level, right? I, and to, to come back a week later, double overtime, emotional, the fans storm the field, to bounce back, go on the road. Boston College, as we saw with Clemson a few weeks ago, is a very frisky team. I was impressed. I really was. The game was never in doubt. I give Notre Dame credit. I thought they would come out flat. It was the exact opposite. Uh, You want to be impressed? Be impressed with Indiana. They beat Michigan State, who's no great shakes anyway, but they beat them 24-0. It's going to set up that great matchup between Indiana and Ohio State next weekend, but this Indiana team is for real. Penix Jr., um, that guy's a heck of a quarterback. He's a sophomore, I think, but um, I like him a lot. Great athletic ability. Um, just calm under pressure, just runs the quarterback uh, position great. I, I just love this Indiana team. So let me ask you. It's a great story. Are they a great team, though? I mean, their big wins are against Michigan, which is 1-3, and three, and yeah. Penn State, which is 0-4. Michigan, who they hadn't beaten in 35 years, right? Everybody's but- beat. Everyone's going to break their losing streak against Michigan, Arnie. Well, I guess we'll find out against Ohio State, but I think this one's going to be a good one. I can't wait to see what the line is on that. I get the feeling it's going to be like Ohio State 10. I'll jump all over Indiana on that what? one. What? Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's let's make that bet. You want to make that bet? I'll take Ohio State uh, minus 11, minus 11. You get anything oh, you under think, 10? You think, you think it'll be more than that? I'm not sure. I think it'll be about 17. Oh, wow. Really? It's at Ohio State, Indiana. I mean, Indiana's wow. best. What is way it? off on that. What then. is Indiana's best win? In, in, They've well, beaten Michigan State, right? Michigan, Penn State, and Rutgers. 
Right. Well, Rutgers is not bad. I guess that was their best win. How about that? <laughs> That's I what guess, I'm saying. I guess Rutgers was their best win. Um, and, of course, uh, Oregon beat Washington State. That was a little bit of a struggle. Oregon trailed at halftime. It was 19-14 in that one. But it was all Oregon in the fourth quarter. They pulled away from Washington let, State. Let me ask you real quick here. Oregon goes 7-0. and Do you seriously consider them for the playoff? Yes, why wouldn't I? They're undefeated from a major uh, Power sure. Five conference. I guess that's a dumb question. Do you do uh, you think they would get in at seven and zero? Um, yeah, Depends, as long as yeah. they won their you know their championship of the Pac twelve. By the way, Washington has just scored. They're now up seventeen seven over Oregon State. They just started the second quarter there. All right, hour one just flew on by for crying out loud. Um, a lot of people commented about Pete Futek and what he had to say about Michigan. Tell you what we'll do. We'll come back. We'll wrap up all the college football, wrap up the Michigan talk out there, wrap up any of the top 25. I want to get a little bit into Belichick also, because um, we've been talking about this locally. I've heard some talk about it nationally. What's going to happen to Belichick? Um, would he dare leave the Patriots after this? So if you want to get him, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Hour one in the books. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And it's all brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, you want to be part of the show? Real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Hour one just flew on by. Wrapping up a little college football. Not much in the top 25. Not a lot of intriguing games. Miami struggled a little bit. They pulled it out there at the end. Other than that, though, um, things kind of just falling uh, in place and uh, not a lot of intrigue, a lot of cancellations, 15 games canceled in, in college football, Torres. Yeah, the reality is uh, number one, number three, number four, number five were all out for various reasons. Number seven played on Friday. That's Cincinnati. Eight was out. So uh, so that's just the reality. So, I mean, you know, these games that we look forward to, I mean, obviously today would have felt a lot different if we got a little Ohio State, if we got a little Alabama LSU, even if LSU is down. But it's an un, uh, a, a, a random year, a different year, and we just kind of got to accept it. And be honest. Um, I'm always honest. It, well, we, well, we always talk about, you know, I, I bring it up and I go, well, the buffet wasn't full today with college football. Very disappointed. Or if it was a full day, I'm like, oh, man, did I have, free, you know, free pickings and everything. Um, unless the SEC is going, unless you have some of the blue bloods out there, which we didn't have. It's not a fun day of college football. Unless you, yes, it's great that we have a game going on now, Washington, Oregon State, but but this is uh, this is you know not enough to digest. I need a lot more out of my college football action, Torres. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, the the SEC is the best league in the country. They have fourteen teams, and what eight of them didn't play today. So uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I don't disagree. It did feel a lot different. One thing I would say, yeah. Such a bummer that these conferences won't let these teams schedule out-of-conference games. Because, like, Ryan Day said, like, oh, yeah, if, if we could, like, okay, so Maryland had to cancel against Ohio State, and Ryan Day was like, if they let us schedule another game, we would have played this weekend. Like, right, right. Just a bummer, especially a team like BYU. They're looking for games. They're looking for marquee opponents. Just oh. let Ohio State call up BYU, get them over to Columbus. That's I forgot about BYU. See, that's why we need to get 
um, an extra four teams in there, like a BYU or a Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, Liberty. You know, maybe you're right. Who is it? Pete, that said why? They're going to lose 55 to 10 in the first round? Then so be it. You know, let's see that on the football field. Let's not just say it that they'll lose 55 to 10 because we've seen a lot of crazy stuff in March Madness. So maybe we'll create a little uh, December madness with some college football when we get those teams. Uh, if we don't do it now, we're never going to ever see those teams play in this thing. What do you think about the concept of moving back the season? That picked up some steam this weekend. I don't think it's possible, but people are saying there's so many canceled games. We should add a couple weeks to the end, play the playoff later. I don't buy it because you're going to run into NFL playoff games. Right. But it was a narrative that kind of popped out this weekend. To me, that's like throwing good money after bad money. You sure. know what I mean? It's like you have to know when to say enough is enough and, and, and just say, I can't do it anymore. I'm not going to continue to draw something out and make it longer because I'm having a tough time now. If I have 15 games canceled and then next weekend 17 games canceled, I'm not going to make the season longer so I can have more games canceled. I agree. Now, if I was going the other way, and you told me infections were going down and games that were canceled were going down, then maybe I schedule another week and say we're going to be fine. We have to make up some games like the NFL may do with Week 18, but I'm not going to go the other way. I'm not going to throw good money after bad money right now, Aaron. No, I, I don't disagree, and I think the reality is what you and I, and I say it every week, so I apologize right. to those of us who listen religiously, but it, we've talked about it since August. It's going to be different. Games are going to be postponed. They're going to be canceled. Yeah, but we didn't know it was going to be like this. Let's be honest. I, I, mean, we didn't I know disagree that. 100%. You thought Cal and UCLA were going to be able to play on a, a 48-hour notice? I thought that was impossible to do something like that. You what know? I would say is coming into the weekend, 85% of games that were scheduled were played. And I don't think anyone thought we would get in anywhere close to 85% of games. I never expected 15 games to be scheduled canceled in, in any given weekend. Had no, 30 teams and a lot of them in the top 20 in the SEC. Ne, never imagined that was going to happen. I well, I guess maybe I wasn't thinking that far in advance, but I didn't imagine that many games would get canceled. So I think that's fair, but I also think it's not our fault either from this perspective. If you remember, Larry Scott, commissioner of the Pac-12, right? this big stink about daily testing. It's a game changer. We're working with this company. And right away, Arnie, I said the second or third week of the NFL when Titans bills got postponed or it was Titans whoever, I said if the NFL, which is testing every day, is still going to have positives and have to cancel games, there's no way college football isn't going to do the same. And so I think – like, do I did I ever see the scenario where 15 games were going to get canceled? I can't say that I did. But I also think the alternative to that is these commissioners sold us on, well, we have daily testing now. And, it, you know, well, daily testing doesn't work. I mean, it's not that it doesn't work. It's that it's not a be-all, end-all to stop infections and stop, uh, you know, the virus from spreading. Also, I talked about in the first hour contact tracing it's a real thing i understand why it's done but when you talk about missouri having one positive test and the whole team has to sit out because of contact tracing same with texas a&m i think these are variables that we didn't think about at the time all right you want to jump in aaron underscore torres i'm at stinking genius one um, i think the only change i'm willing to make right now to college football and i and i'll revisit it every week because it changes every week with you and i I'm I'm willing to add uh, from four teams to eight teams. Heck, I'm willing to go from eight to twelve and give the first four teams a bye. I would like as many teams as I can in there because we're not playing a full slate of games. Nobody's playing twelve games. Most teams will play seven or eight, and that's about it. 
Um, so I think they can handle the extra workload. That's why I'm going to go ahead and give it a try now. And who knows? Maybe I'll I'll get something good. Maybe a Cincinnati or Liberty, Coastal Carolina, BYU pulls off the upset, and everybody gets all excited about that. You know. I think it just depends on how the season ends. I really do. I think it's so early. We do this every single year. There's always a team this time of year, and then something happens. Then they lose. Well, then- we don't have to do it every year if they do it my way, that's for sure. What's that? Just, just add games? Just add teams there. That's way. That's how you do it. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. I want to get into Bill Belichick a little bit, but first let's check in with Steve DeSager uh, because uh, we've uh, finished the boxing for the night. What's going on, DeSager? In Vegas, Terrence Crawford wins. He is 37-0, and beating Britain's wow. Kell Brook, who is 39-3. Now, the first round was called a very expensive staring contest by the LA Times, but eventually it was a fourth-round stop. Stoppage on TKO, even though Crawford's right eye was looking like it might be swelling, it winds up Crawford the winner yet again as he was fighting someone from overseas who... Well, let's say that Crawford is facing a former champion he was tonight. At the age of 33, he gets another victory. And now in that division, we're just three weeks away from pay-per-view of Spence versus Garcia. The Errol Spence Jr. versus Danny Garcia bout had been moved back a few weeks. It'll be at the Cowboys Stadium December 5th. Welterweights getting attention. This is a welterweight championship tonight and another win. Terrence Crawford again, 37-0. and 0. Wow. Thanks to Sager. Appreciate that. You want to jump in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. We got week 10 of the NFL. Before we even get to games, Aaron, um, Bill Belichick, a lot in the news. Um, you know, I heard what Bart Scott, the former Jet Giant, had to say, thinking that Belichick could be on his way out. I heard what Colin said, that he thought the L.A. Chargers could be a good fit for Belichick. First things first, okay? Bill Belichick is 68 years old, okay? Robert Kraft, um, I think he feels like it's time to go ahead and and pass the the torch to his son. Um, He's obviously up there in age. I think he's like 78 years old. Uh, His son's going to say, I want to go ahead and put my stamp on this. Bill Belichick should no longer be the general manager of the New England Patriots because he does a lousy job at it. Wasted two third-round picks on tight ends just last draft, and neither one of them turned out at all. So, And it's not just that. He's horrible drafting wide receivers, hence Nikhil Harry, but it goes past that. He's just not good as a general manager. And I could see them saying, Bill, if you want to stay, you got to give up your GM responsibilities. I don't think he's going to like that. I think Belichick is seriously going to consider calling it and moving on from the Patriots to go somewhere else. There's a lot of places he can go. I still think he wants to get the most wins and break the record, so I think he'll stick around for a while. But he won't do it with the Patriots, and he's starting to realize the Patriot job is a big-time rebuild more than he ever thought. I think he leaves after this year. Well, leave after this year is a lot different than being forced out after this year under the scenario that you kind of laid out at the beginning with the crafts kind of taking ownership. And it's funny because this week uh, the wife and I have been watching The Last Dance. Uh, you may remember that documentary, 10 Parts on Michael Jordan. We just finished it this week. And it kind of ends with what you're talking about is the Chicago, Bull, Chicago Bulls wanting a rebuild. Yeah. 22 years later, they're still rebuilding. So if Bill Belichick just decides, you know what, I need a fresh start, Uh, you know, it's run its course, whatever, 
Or if it's kind of the Tom Brady situation where he just says, there's a better situation for me to win. My clock is ticking. That's fine. I still think the Patriots would be crazy to force him out, but it's a different scenario if he just says, you know what, maybe I want something new, somewhere fresh. Well, if Tom Brady could leave, and by the way, Tom Brady was forced out. Um, If Michael Jordan can leave, if Phil Jackson could be forced out, then anything could happen, okay? Two, look what's going on with the Patriots now. And, yes, he certainly has a pass for the nine Super Bowls and the great 20 years that he's had with the Patriots, but he's not going to break the all-time record if he stays with New England. He has to go somewhere else. Plus, the big thing is his, le- his legacy is going to take a hit because we see Tom Brady winning without him, but without Tom Brady, we see Bill Belichick not only losing, but barely beating an 0-8 New York's Jets team. He's got to go. He can't stay there. There's no choice. If he wants to keep his legacy intact, and you know where I can see him end up. You don't be a perfect fit for him, don't you? The Dallas Cowboys again. How about that? You're right. All right, McCarthy leaves. Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick. Now, people are like, well, wait a minute. Jerry's the general manager. You know what? Jerry's only the general manager in name. The only time that guy, the last time that guy tried to make a draft pick, they tackled him and t- took the card away because it said Johnny Manziel on it. Um, Bill Belichick will have free reigns. I could see something like that happen. What do you think on that? So you're saying Bill Belichick should be the GM in Dallas? Um, they could make him. He won't be it by title, but he'll get free reigns of the organization, see, I believe. Here's my only thing with that is that Jerry Jones likes star power. And Bill Belichick is the anti-star power. Bill Belichick is get rid of the star a year before everybody anticipates. So He's anti-star. Nine Super Bowls? The anti-star power? How many? Let me count the ways. Uh, Who? Let's see. Teddy Bruschi. uh, I'm trying to think of all the guys from a million years ago. Who was the guy? Willie McGinnis. uh, Who was the big Richard Seymour? Hall of Famers and stuff? Yes, all of the guys that were still with the team that Bill Belichick got rid of a year before Richard Seymour. So what? What is that? Who cares about that? Jerry Jones is not going to let him trade away Ezekiel Elliott a year before or Jalen Smith a year before or Leighton Anders a year before. Look look what's going on with the Cowboys. You'll do whatever they have to do. They're a terrible team. Everybody's out there for the trade, even Dak Prescott, for crying out loud. When you're like, what are they, 2-7 or whatever they are? Everybody's on the trading block. And guess what? Bill Belichick says, I went to nine Super Bowls. You're going to do it my way. I haven't had nine. I haven't had. You're going to do it my way? Jerry Jones doesn't let anybody do it their way. Didn't let Bill Parcells do it their way. Didn't let uh, Jimmy Johnson do it his way. Didn't let uh, Wade, you know, name the the guy. He doesn't let him do it their way. Listen, I I tell him one thing. You want to go to the Super Bowl or do you not want to be around when this team does? Because if you want to go to the Super Bowl now, you got to listen to what I got to say. And, you know, Jerry said, he he said, hey, the biggest mistake he ever made was letting Jimmy Johnson go. That was the big mistake. Maybe he learned from that mistake. He kept Jason Garrett around way too long. I don't think he's going to have, you, you know, you, you're you the one that brought up the Mike McCarthy being one and done. Why wouldn't Belichick be a good fit in there? And you know what? If they don't want him to be general manager, that's fine because Jerry's got that by title. But at Belichick's age at 68, maybe it's too much for him anyway, you know? I mean, I, I don't 
disagree that it, maybe it's too much for him because of the recent track record in New England. I don't think that Bill Belichick's way of operating, regardless of the wins, would be acceptable for Jerry Jones. We can talk about it after the break if you want. All right, we'll get to that coming up. If you want to jump in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm Instinctive Genius One. We'll get to more Belichick. We'll start taking a look at Week 10 games. All that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know this one, Arnie? Oh, yeah. It was all a dream. <laughs> you know who sings it? Uh, Kanye. Notorious B.I.G. You were close. Oh, I was close. Oh, you, I see, I see how you get the two of them mixed up. They're I like, I, uh, I always get them mixed up. Uh, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, you're on Fox Sports Radio. First things first, let's get to the Geico play of the day. Handoff goes up the middle, down to the five, to the three, to the two, to the one-yard line, close to the end zone, and he's in! It's a touchdown! USC! Vive Alapei battling for all he's worth and squirts his way into the end zone off the right side and scores, and the Trojans have the lead, 33-30, to with 25 seconds remaining in the ballgame. Great play. Sorry. All right, that's totally uncalled for. That, I didn't that, pick the play. Uh, it's, uh, that, if, I, if I knew that was going to be the play of the day, I would not have gone to it. 
Learfield IMG on the call. That that's uncalled for. But uh, I, absolutely, it was the play of the day, though. I mean, listen, when USC goes to the playoff, they'll be they'll, they'll be talking about that win over Arizona for years to come, Arnie. Okay, years. All right, uh, moving Century, on. Maybe. By the way, um, I know with Christmas coming around the corner, um, you're starting to look for presents for me. I don't want you to go completely haywire. I know how you like to really go crazy and spend a lot of money on me. I did get you some University of Connecticut socks. Oh, thanks, yes. buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, it cost me 2 to $3, so it really sent me back. A lot more than I wanted to pay for them. Um, I know you wanted to get me a PlayStation 5 Xbox. So, Arnie, you wouldn't I, even know how to plug that in. I would I, never get that for you. I do appreciate that. I just want you to know um, that they're selling out the ones that are $500, but you can rebuy it on eBay um, for 32000 so, uh, you know, you better get on that quickly. Where, okay? where do you come up with this? What does this have to do with anything? We're just talking Bill Belichick to the Cowboys. Now you're talking PS7 on eBay. What do you? I just because I, I know Christmas is coming around the corner, and you like to spend money on me, and I just want to make sure you get that PS5 that I've always wanted. It's like uh, Mad Libs sometimes with you. It's just like yeah, PS4, follow eBay, along, big Christmas. Boy, follow along for crying out loud. Bill Belichick, Cowboys, PS4, Christmas. We, 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 we've we covered a lot of ground in the last it, two segments, aren't we? Put it this way. What other show is going to cover all that stuff, huh? What other show are you going to get there, all that? There's a reason they put us on at midnight on Saturday, I think. I think that's yeah. the bottom well, line. There, there's a reason why. And by the way, um, there, there's a reason why they asked me to work uh, for Thanksgiving and you know stuff like that to do the shifts. Oh, congratulations. Well, the, the only reason you're working is because we're like Siamese twins when they asked me. I got to drag you with me, you know. It's like yeah, you're this, right. You're like the second head on my shoulder there, so I can't. I can't leave you at home. They said. Uh, <laughs> they said Torres. Who do you want to work with? And I said, Well, poor Spaniard is probably gonna be sitting alone eating tuna fish because I know his wife actually goes places for Thanksgiving and he refuses to go. So uh, I said, You know what? Bring on. Bring on Arnie. The uh, that is my Christmas gift to you. My Christmas spirit was. Give the give the poor guy a shift. Uh, his wife's probably going to leave town, do something fun. He's going to be sitting at home. Uh, yeah, there's there's the nobody dark. going anyway out here. That's for sure. Oh Nobody's yeah, you, going you're not anyway. to leave. Uh, by the way, do you own or rent your home? Sure, you do. So fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and your car insurance. It's a good thing too because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. Geico.com. Uh, it is that easy. Um, week 10 of the NFL. Not, you know, I want to ask you this right off the bat. There's five early games, six late games. I think that's like the first time mm-hmm. that has really ever happened. Um, of course, I'm not including the Sunday night, the Monday night, Thursday, or anything like that. I kind of like that. You know, usually we bunch like seven, eight, nine games early, and then we get like two to three in the afternoon. I kind of like mixing it up. Five in the early, six in the afternoon. I I, I think it kind of works out that way. Yeah, good thing to try out for once. You know, or, or do you not? Does it not really make a difference to you? Oh, I'm Mister Spread Out the Games. I mean, I I've been arguing. I think we should get two Monday night games every week. And I know you're Mister East Coast elitist. Well, I have to be in bed by eleven. That's true. So. Think about the think about the East Coast people. Well, I gotta watch Monday. I gotta watch. 
NBA games at four in the afternoon. So you could stay up a couple Mondays and stay up late. So um, I like it spread out. I don't know why they don't try to balance it more. I mean, it was a few weeks ago. Was there like two games in the late window? So <laughs> I understand that some of them are on the West Coast. The Raiders playing in Vegas, the Rams in, in L.A. But some of the late games are East Coast games, too. I would like to see more of a balance. I'm glad they're doing it. All right, uh, week 10 of the NFL. Just go through a couple games I was looking, and I know a lot of people don't care about this game, but the Texans and the Browns, if you're the, uh, a fan of the Cleveland Browns, this is a game that you have to win yep. if you want to go ahead and ma- turn that corner. This is finally a chance for all the years. At 5-3, and three, they go to 6-3, and three, and they're right there in the thick of the playoff race. They lose this one at home. They drop the 5-4. and four. Then all of a sudden, they may not make the playoffs. Um, and they're only a four-point favorite at home, which I find kind of interesting considering I don't think the Texans are that great of a team because they're not. They're 2-6. and six. I, I, I like the Browns in this game. I think the Browns should easily win this game, shouldn't they, or what? They should win this game. I don't know about easily, but... And you, Chubb is coming back. They'll have everybody healthy, except for Odell, obviously. Yeah, no, I, and I think, too, uh, one, if you're a playoff team, this is a game that you should win, but two... You look at the schedule on the back half, it's actually very manageable. Texans at home this week, Eagles at home next week, Jaguars, Titans who aren't playing well, and you have the Giants and the Jets as well. Now, you do still have Steelers and Ravens, but those are both at home. This is a very manageable schedule to get to the playoffs. And to your point, Arnie, if you're going to take the next step as an organization, you've been building, you've had all these good draft picks, you had all these signings and trades, it's a game you got to win. Game you got to win is if you're a Dolphin fan. The Dolphins are five and three. They've what, won. Where are we at with Tua? By the way, last week you were ready to trade him, uh, uh, tank for Trevor. Where where are we at with Tua right now? We're after the first game. We had a massive fight. We broke up. Yeah, you left him and, at the restaurant. You spilled I, spaghetti sauce on yourself. I, I, yeah. I left out the back door. I gave the waiter two hundred dollars, and I said I never want to go and see Tua again. The next week, I'm like, oh, oh, I, I was a little harsh. I, I I was a little harsh because he looked fantastic, and that's the two I wanted to see. Matter of fact, I heard a stat. Um, in the first game, throwing on first down, the Dolphins ranked last that week. This last week, throwing on first down, the Dolphins ranked first. So they're opening up the offense. They just were going to be careful. The Dolphins have looked so good. And, and Torres, didn't I tell you they would win, what, six games in a row was my prediction? And everybody thought I was absolutely nuts. They've won four games in a row. They may win another four in a row before it's all said and done. They'll beat the Chargers. They'll beat the Broncos. They'll beat the Jets and the Bengals. They may win eight games in a row. I was off by a couple games there. Well, and I think it speaks to the bigger point, which was the conversation that we had a couple weeks ago, is why did Brian Flores make the move when he made it? And it was because I think he saw how bad the Patriots were, the extra wild card this year, and they said, you know what? We got a chance to do this thing. We got a chance to make a playoff run. And now he's looking really smart because you knew at some point Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to regress. Now you're 2 0 with Tua, and you got some pretty tough games out of the schedule where it's pretty manageable going forward, as you just said, with Chargers, Broncos, teams like that going forward. All right, you want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Heading into week 10, I know this. 
What do we know? We'll tell you what we know when we get back. First, though, let's see what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager. What's going on out there, DeSager? Artie, I'm glad you brought up how odd the schedule is for the NFL on TV tomorrow. And the answer is because the 2020 Masters was postponed from its usual April slot because of the pandemic. We actually have a Masters in mid-November, and therefore CBS can't carry any football in the early Ah. window and a lot more games there in the late window than usual for the NFL. In fact, I have read this week that if the Masters goes really long, say there's a playoff that keeps going, contractually the NFL has to start on CBS, the Dolphins game or the Raiders or whoever is getting carried in your local area, and the finish of the Masters would not be on CBS. It would go off to some other channel. Oh, get out of here. That is correct. What, like oxygen or something? (laughs) (laughs) Like like those NCAA tournament games? Actually, one of of the channels that was mentioned was even throwing it from CBS to ABC since there's an ESPN connection with the first two rounds of the Masters. That would be truly odd. But again, the Masters would really have to go long to bump into a 4 p.m. kickoff that the Dolphins have. That's going to be the only good weather game outdoors tomorrow, by the way. Miami hosting the Chargers. Temperatures in the 80s, sunny and humid. Meanwhile, at Green Bay for their 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff, Packers host the Jaguars. It's going to be into the 30s eventually. Very windy. Chance of light rain or snow. And at Cleveland, extremely windy. In fact, for the Browns Texans game, 1 p.m. Eastern, there's a chance of 33 mile an hour winds. Not gusts. Sustained winds for the Cleveland game tomorrow. And also for the Steelers game in the late window on Fox TV, Pittsburgh hosts the Bengals and chance of some winds, maybe light rain for that one. The Monday night game's at Chicago, the Windy City, so of course there's a chance of some wind there and temperatures in the 40s for Bears-Vikings, and we do know that the Bears will not have starting running back David Montgomery. He's out due to a concussion. Chicago wide receiver Allen Robinson questionable with a knee. It's going to be a new play caller, not the head coach, the offensive coordinator, Will Bill Lazor, calling the plays for the Bears on Monday night. So a lot going on there as far as NFL. We still have two college football games going on. One of them's on FS1, the other on FS2 right now. It's late first half on FS1, the season opener for the Washington Huskies here in mid-November. They're up 24-14 on Oregon State in the final minute before the halftime break. Meanwhile, on FS2, it's early third quarter at 3-0 San Jose State. Spartans lead 24-10 against 0-3 UNLV. Earlier, number two ranked Notre Dame won at Boston College, 45-31. Ian Book with four total touchdowns, including three TD passes in the first half, all to Ben Skaronic. Book had 10 carries as a quarterback in 85 yards rushing. Number six ranked Florida, 63-35 over Arkansas. Kyle Trask with six more touchdown passes. He had five in the first half. (laughs) This guy has thrown at least four TD passes in every Gators game this season. Yes, he's a Heisman candidate. He went 23 for 29, 356 yards. Number nine, Miami got a touchdown pass to win with about six minutes to go. Held on 25-24 at Virginia Tech. Miami said afterwards the game was close to being postponed due to its COVID cases. Number 10, Indiana won 24-0 at Michigan State as the Spartans at home had four turnovers were sacked four times. And on 12 Michigan State drives, only nine first downs. And then there's Michigan losing at home. They're one and three. Wolverines lost at home to 13th rank. Harbaugh's got the go. Wisconsin 49 to 11. Michigan's offense tonight. Yeah, you know, they couldn't run last weekend. Tonight, 11 drives, 10 first downs total. And the time of possession was 19 minutes 45 seconds out of the 60. 
Wow. On Fox TV, number 11, Oregon, 2-0. Came back to win at Washington State, 43-29. Easy wins in the top 25 for Marshall, Liberty, and Louisiana. It was USC ranked 20th, winning at Arizona 34-30 on a touchdown with under 30 seconds to go. Tulsa came back to beat number 19 SMU 28-24. UCLA will host Cal on Sunday morning, 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time on, at the Rose Bowl, noon Eastern on FS1. Originally, it was Utah at UCLA this weekend. First, it was going to be a Friday night game. Then they pushed it back to Saturday and now, no Utah game at all. Arizona State was supposed to be going up against Cal, but ASU and Utah are each out due to COVID issues this weekend. So the Pac-12 says, okay, it's UCLA against Cal instead. Can you play Sunday morning? Fine. That's a go. Boxing win tonight for Terrence Crawford, 37-0. Fourth round TKO against Kell Brook. The Cleveland Browns activated running back Nick Chubb. Dustin Johnson leads at the Masters by four strokes after a third round 65. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier, Torres. We'll get to heading in the Week 10. I know this in just a second because... There's a lot of things I know heading into Week 10, that's for damn sure. All right, before we get to that, I do have one quick question. So does Sager reference the fact Kyle Trask, quarterback at Florida, threw for six touchdowns? Is that one reason why maybe Bill Belichick should not be rushing out of New England? And that reason is this. We've spent so much time talking about Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. People are talking about now the possibility of five quarterbacks in the first round. If you include Kyle Trask, if you include the kid Zach Wilson from BYU, if you include the kid from North Dakota State, they're going to get a pretty high pick. Is it worth sticking around and trying to rebuild with your guy? Because to me, yes, you can go somewhere else. I'm not saying not. But you also, there's going to be plenty of quarterbacks to pick in this draft and potentially groom if you're Bill Belichick and you do want to stay in New England. No, you, you go someplace else to get yourself another quarterback. Let's say he's never going to go to the Jets, but if he ever did go to the Jets, you can go play with Trevor Lawrence. You could coach Trevor Lawrence there. Um, that's not too bad of a situation, though. That that's never going to happen. Uh, maybe you'd want to go to the Texans. Maybe you'd want to go to the Chargers and know that he has a good thing with with uh, Herbert there, and say that's the that's the direction I want to go ahead and do. The maybe he'll say I'll come to the Cowboys, let Dak move on because I don't think he should get thirty seven million a year, and let's find ourselves another quarterback. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that are veterans that could be out there. Maybe you want to bring Sam Darnold. Um, over to Dallas or something like that because the Jets are going to have the number one pick. Maybe Daniel Jones will be on the market if you like him because the Giants may have the number two pick and they may take fields. There's a lot of options you could have, whether you want to take a rookie quarterback or an existing veteran quarterback right now. So in other words, you literally will give him any quarterback on any team as long as it's not the Patriots. That's basically what you're telling me. Well, the Patriots didn't have the money. Now, next year is a whole different story. This year they didn't have the money. Um the Patriots can go out to get, get get themselves a quarterback, but they they would never pay for Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, and they still wouldn't pay him. And he had to take the home count discount. What makes you think they're going to pay somebody else if they're not going to pay Tom Brady? That's what I'm saying. Draft a quarterback. Draft a quarterback, but um, you'd have to probably trade on down. They're not going to be number one or number two to take Lawrence or Fields. Um, uh, I just laid out the scenario. Kyle Trask, right? Zach but Wilson. those guys you're not going to take in the top seven or eight. So you would trade down, get a boatload of picks, and take them a little bit lower. But to do a guy like that to see if those guys are going to make it, 
I don't know. There's other problems with the Patriots, especially defensively. They're not even close to the same level they were. The McCourty brothers look so damn old, they look older than me. Um, Gilmore looks horrible out there, and he's making tons of money. They're not looking very good on the defensive side of the ball either. And that's not to mention they really lack wide receivers. I mean, they've got a bad wide receiver problem. Um, they're okay at running back and maybe the offensive line, but they got too many holes to fill to think that it's going to be solved with just one quarterback, Aaron. Okay, so you made the point. So you made the point. Just move on to somewhere else, anywhere but New England. All right. Uh, well, no, not anywhere. Um, if you want to stay with New England, if he thinks he can go ahead and work it out, good luck to you. But this is what's going to happen to you. He's going to get more of this, more losing, more of his legacy taking a hit, more people saying that Tom didn't need him, that he needed Tom. Because they're a complete mess. They're, if you think those guys that opted out are all coming back or that they want all those guys back, hey, wake up, Dorothy. Annie M is calling. They're not taking all those guys back. The Patriots, I mean, by the way, look at that division. You'll have two in that division. You'll have Josh Allen as quarterback for the Bills in that division. So those teams will be set. And you'll have Lawrence with the Jets. You'll have the worst damn quarterback if you're the Patriots in that division. Everybody else is getting better and younger. I don't know if I even want to be in that division. Fair enough. I mean, you made all the points for me, Arnie. Yeah, well, I, 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 I fired slap up. you down a little bit, didn't I? <laughs> Teach you a lesson there. Okay, I'll never ask about the Patriots again. You've, you've already figured out the entire game plan for them and Bill Belichick. You for have the to next... understand, hey, Belichick's obviously got the big ego, too. He's not going to, hey, if I'm the owner... And, and, and it's passed down to me from my dad, I want to put my own stamp on it. That's what you do. If you so, replace- so you're going to so, – so you said, oh, he's got to put his own stamp on it. So he's going to leave New England to go to Dallas, where who is the, who is the uh, GM there in Dallas right now? Jerry Jones, but only by name. But only by name. He doesn't – No, that it's guy, not Jerry Jones. It's Stephen Jones. Well, Stephen no, – the, the, the general manager is Jerry. He's only by name. He doesn't do squat, though. He'll never give up that title. That's He's already said that. He'll be GM until he's no longer on this earth. Do you really he, think Bill Belichick is going to go to Dallas where Jerry Jones does a post-game press conference in the locker room when Bill Belichick doesn't say two words? You, you want to know why he would? How much is he getting paid now? How much would Jerry pay him? Okay, I'll go. That's so, why he would go. He I wants mean, to win another Super Bowl before it's too late. Anyone would pay him a lot of money, though. No, not Maybe anybody. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah not anybody. Uh, when we get back, we'll check in with the Sager, get all the late scores, news, and notes. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You must know this one, Arnie. If you say Kanye, you're fired. You know that, No right? eyes. You're, you're, on the right, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Eminem. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. Let's check in with the rap master himself. It's Steve DeSager. <laughs> What's going on, DeSager? Well, that's the first. Yeah. We are going to find out the Heisman Trophy winner virtually, and in January, not December, they announced today that there will be a cable special the night before Christmas to announce who the Heisman finalists are this year. Currently, it's generally agreed that the five, if there were five finalists, are going to be five quarterbacks. They are, in no particular order, Alabama's Mac Jones, Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, from Ohio State, Justin Fields, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, and Florida's Kyle Trask, who we talked about earlier as they dominated Arkansas. He was great again. In fact, part of the reason that I hadn't taken the Florida Gators seriously for probably half their seasons over the past decade was because of the quarter play, quarterback right. play. And now I found a, a stat to back it up from the folks at Stats. The Florida Gators had just six individuals have a four passing TD game in the last decade. Six. Kyle Trask has done that every game, all six wow. in this one season for Florida. So I thought yeah. you were going to say going back to Spurrier or something like that. I don't know. No, no. I see. But in the last decade, it's a noticeable difference. Did you see that Dan Mullen, Steve Spurrier stat, uh, guys? I don't know if you did. Uh, basically, however many games that Dan Mullen has been at Florida. Not long. 30, 32 games. He is 26 and 6. Urban Meyer was 26 and 6. Steve Spurrier was 26 mm. and 6 after 37. So Ron not Zook was not 26 and 6. <laughs> I don't think he made it. He might not have made 32 games. I'll be honest. In the uh, late game on FS1, it's halftime for the season opener for the Washington Huskies. They have three touchdown runs. They're up 24 21 over Oregon State. The Beavers are at least close because Washington botched a snap on a punt early in the game, and Oregon State scored a touchdown off that. Have we seen yet again a team had a chance? to not run in a touchdown late in the game. You know, stop before the goal line. Remember Penn State? It cost right. them earlier. 
Texas Tech did elect to slide down inside the 10-yard line and then run more time against Baylor and then kick a short field goal to win on the final play, and Baylor never touched the ball. Nice. In fact, Texas Tech had two late field goals to win 24-23 over Baylor, which barely has any wins this year. UCF beat Temple 38-13, Temple 1-5 in the American. The Florida State Seminoles are 1-6 in the ACC. They lost tonight 38-22 at NC State. And next Saturday night, NC State will be hosting number 22-ranked Liberty. And Ole Miss won 59-42 over South Carolina. I don't know if you saw the clip where when they regained the lead on about a 90-yard touchdown pass, Ole Miss's head coach Lane Kiffin, you could see him tossing his play sheet about 30 feet in the air. It was so high it came in, came into the <laughs> shot of the receiver running into the end zone. He tossed it up before he was, had actually scored, just when he made the catch oh. on the long bomb. North Carolina 59-53 over Wake the Forest The over-under was 100, I think, in that game or You're something. kidding, and it still went over 100 points because the Tar Heels had four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Sam Howell, six touchdown passes in the game. You know, Notre Dame won today at BC, so the Irish are 8-0. They're off next week, but their last three ACC games to finish the regular season are against North Carolina, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. Here it was North Carolina beating Wake Forest 59-53. Did you see the clip of what Kentucky did to honor its offensive line coach who passed yes. away of cancer yes, this I week? Yes, I did. That was tremendous. Kentucky won its game 38-35 against Vanderbilt, which is 0-6, but they left the left guard slot empty on the offensive line when they lined up for their first offensive play and just took a delay of game. Right. And Vanderbilt then declined, declined the penalty. Yeah. That yeah. was great. Virginia beat Louisville 31-17. West Virginia over TCU 24-6. And San Diego State defeated Hawaii 34-10. How's Penn State doing? That's horrible. Oh, oh and four. They lost. Mm. In fact, we're down at the half at Nebraska 27-6. Nebraska beat them 30-23. to Illinois got a late field goal to win at Rutgers 23-20, and Colorado edged Stanford 35-32. There were 15 college games canceled or postponed this weekend. That's 15 out of the 59 in FBS. Wow. Three teams ranked in the top five not playing because of this. Four games in the SEC were postponed. There was no Alabama at LSU tonight, no A&M at Tennessee. The Collegiate Bowl All-Star game was canceled. The Shrine game was already canceled. The Senior Bowl is still scheduled for late January. We have NFL running backs news going into the games tomorrow. In fact, I'd mentioned the Monday night news that the Bears won't have David Montgomery due to concussion. Running backs news for the Sunday games includes for Cleveland hosting the Texans tomorrow. Cleveland did activate running back Nick Chubb. He was on injured reserve after a sprained MCL week four. But Houston running back David Johnson went on IR with a concussion. So the Texans added running back C.J. Procise. Seattle running backs Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde are out tomorrow. Seahawks have added running running back Alex Collins. And this is one of the big Fox TV games in the late afternoon window. Seattle 6-2 and two playing the Rams in L.A. Bengals running back Joe Mixon is out again with his foot injury. Jeez. Cincinnati is at 8-0 and Pittsburgh Sunday. Pittsburgh did activate quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. And Atlanta plays defensive end Dante Fowler on the COVID reserve list. Falcons are off this week. Bills defensive back Josh Norman tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, I saw that. Final round of the Masters tomorrow with Dustin Johnson leading. He's from Columbia, South Carolina, about an hour away from Augusta and could win his first Masters. You know you know where Dustin Johnson went to college, Arnie? Connecticut. Your Coastal Carolina. Jeff you clears. Oh, you oh, love Coastal it. Carolina. Come on, I thought that was your That's school. my team. That's my team. Uh, they, they beat my Arizona Wildcats in the baseball championship. 
Uh, two hours are in the books in the Power Hour. Coming up next, we'll come back, reset. We'll talk to Bernie Fratto at 20 past the hour. We'll go straight out to Vegas. All that here on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, oh, good evening, everyone, as we come into you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, and it's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to jump in in the power hour, you better do it now. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Show just flying on by. We got Bernie Fratto coming up at 20 past the hour straight out of Vegas. What's going on in Vegas? We'll find out from Bernie which way are the betters betting, where the Joes are going, where the pros are going, who has the biggest line change. Bernie knows, so we'll talk to Bernie at about uh, 20 past the hour. That's your second home tour, as you love Vegas. You love going out there. Yeah, it's been a bo- about a full five weeks since I've been. I miss it. <laughs> I can't, can't wait to get back, but, yeah, I, I love going out there. So Yeah, send me a private plane, and I'm ready to go out there. Um, we'll get into week 10 of the NFL. We'll get to that a little bit. I, I want, and, and we never got to do heading into week 10. I know this, so we'll probably put that in here, this segment also. I wanted to ask you a question though. Um, I was looking at some, uh, I was coming up with a list of players and teams and I'm going to ask you, were we wrong about these players and these teams? And the first person I wanted to ask you about was Lamar Jackson. Because the way he looked last year, we thought the sky's the limit, MVP. They're going to win multiple Super Bowls. And the funny thing, on the way to that first Super Bowl, they lost. And he's never won a playoff game. And now I feel like he's starting to regress a little bit this year. And the numbers aren't quite there. And he's saying that they're calling out the plays um, at the line of scrimmage. Were we wrong about Lamar Jackson going to be an elite quarterback for a career? Or do we need to pump the brakes now about Lamar Jackson? I think if you were arguing, I mean, look, he won MVP, right? So you're arguing he's the best player in the league. I think we need to pump the brakes on that. Uh, Can he as a quarterback and the Ravens as a team have a ton of success? Yes, but I think it's impossible to argue that they're regressing and going the wrong way this season. Well, they, they have kind of regressed, have they not? They're, they're not as strong as they were last year. I don't think he's having quite the year um, this year as he had last year. The rushing touchdowns, I think he only has three um, this year. Not quite like oh. he had last year. They don't seem as strong this year as they were last year. I, I could definitely make that case that he's regressed a little bit. No, 100%. And I think what's interesting was, I was thinking about this today, is we were on air um, when he lost that playoff game to the Titans. And that, yes. that was when all this narrative first started of he's good in the regular season, he can't get it done in the playoffs. Well, you look at the situation now. It looks like the Steelers are going to win the division, which means that the Ravens might get in, but it'll be a wild card, which means that he's going to have to go on the road. Uh, And we're probably looking at another year realistically where he's probably not going to be favored going into a playoff game. If he goes 0 for 3 in three straight playoff games, I think it's hard to put him in that upper tier with somebody like Patrick Mahomes, who obviously won a Super Bowl in his second full year starting, made an AFC championship game. There's obviously a lot of other talented young quarterbacks, but I think we're going to have to, I don't want to say we're going to have questions about Lamar Jackson, but I think it's fair to say that he's regressed. And I think it's fair to say that it's probably not going to change much this season. All right. Uh, Oh, and by the way, um, if we keep the playoffs the way they are with seven and the number one seed gets the bye week, I could see the best teams with the bye week and having that big advantage. I could see another dynasty coming along. But if we add an eighth team to it, I'm not so sure we'll have a dynasty like we've had with the Patriots 
um, for quite some time because you don't get the bye week. Yeah. You know, back then you win two games, all of a sudden you're in the AFC Championship game and going to the Super Bowl for crying out loud. Win one game. Oh, yeah, yeah. going to the yeah. AFC. Yeah. Yeah. Correct, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Tom Brady. After, after before, well, before last week, before the route, um, we had him in the MVP. We had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as maybe the NFC favorite to go to the Super Bowl. He got Antonio Brown. Do we pump the brakes on Tom Brady um, right before we give him the MVP this year and sending him to the Super Bowl? Were we wrong about Tom Brady and the big year he was going to have or what, Aaron? I don't think we're wrong about Tom Brady. Here's my question. Do you think we were wrong on the Saints? Like, I think we just all kind of gave up on the Saints. Oh, they lose to the Raiders on Monday Night Football. They're not very good. They have all well, these. Well, they're 6-2 and now, won four in a row. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like I think if you ask the average fan, I don't think people realize, would realize that they're 6-2. and two. Maybe they would now after the Bucks win. But, I mean, we think about all those big comebacks against the Chargers, close game against the Bears, and all of a sudden you look up and they're 6-2 and two and their only losses are to a good Raiders team and to a good Packers team. I'm just, I, I just don't think the average person realizes record-wise, win-loss, how good the Saints are. Well, that, the fact that they won four in a row now, so I, I wouldn't say pump the brakes on them. I'd say full steam ahead with the Saints and... Uh, maybe we were wrong after their first two or three games, but we're certainly not wrong now. Matter of fact, that was the next team I was going to bring up, the Minnesota Vikings. With the way they started, we're like, oh, my goodness. This team is horrible. They need to clean house. They traded digs last year. They need to get rid of everybody else. They don't know what's going on. Cousins just is miserable out there. And then, lo and behold, they've played a couple good games. They even beat the Green Bay Packers, for crying out loud. Were we wrong about the Minnesota Vikings season when we said it was over? We said it was O-V-E-R. Is it O-V-E-R for the Minnesota Vikings, or do we pump the brakes on their season? So it feels like they had one good game. They they were really good against the Packers, but let's never forget it was already the second time that they were playing them in division opponent. The Packers were obviously playing really well, all that stuff. And so I think we're getting a little too excited over a win over the Lions. Don't you think so? Well, they they were one and five right at one point. So um, now they're kind of back in the thick of things. They got Dalvin Cook. Um, he, he's quite the difference maker. Matter of fact, if I was going to take a long shot, I bet on him to win the MVP. That's how great he looks right now. Fair enough. I I think we're. I think I, I don't think much has changed in my mind about them. I think they played one good game against the Packers, and you're a little overexcited. There. All right, no, let me bring up another person. Uh-oh. All I heard was before the year. This guy's the real deal. He's the quarterback of the future. Ooh, can I guess? Yeah, who? No, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, this team is going to make the playoffs maybe this year. Then Barkley goes down, oh. and Daniel Jones is left there looking like garbage again. At least the Giants are. Um, have we? Have, uh, is it fair enough now to say we give up on Daniel Jones and time to move on? Or are we going to be wrong about Daniel Jones and this guy's going to bounce back and be a big-time quarterback because I've had enough. I'm ready to move on from this guy. Okay, so let me ask you a question. I feel like whenever we talk about Sam Darnold, who's obviously not Daniel Jones, he's the other quarterback in New York, I think Sam Darnold stinks. But the excuse is always, well, he doesn't have enough talent around him. Look at the coaching staff. Look at this. Look at that. What what does Daniel Jones have that what does Sam Darnold have what does Daniel Jones have that Sam Darnold doesn't like I feel like we give Sam Darnold more of a pass because oh his team isn't very good around him 
Who does Daniel Jones have? The, the, do you know that the Jets may be one of the worst teams in NFL history? You understand that, right? Are they though? I mean, uh, they are, but are the are the Giants that much more talented? Because I don't think they yes, are, honey. They are that, and plus they've had injuries, and Saquon Barkley went down, and then you take a look at the at the coaching. I think I'd rather have Judge than that part. Than, I agree. Than yes. Gase, he just, I mean, he's in over his head. I don't know how this guy keeps getting jobs out there. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe we do give Darnold a, a little bit more of a pass. Um, but Daniel Jones is getting a pass because of the whole. He's somehow tied into the Mannings and and all that baloney. Sure. I got to move on from him. Next year's his last year as my starter. If I win another two, three games, that's uh, you know that's not going to cut it. I I've got to move on from him. Okay. I don't think he's going to. I don't need, to be honest with you. I don't need to wait till next year. If I could, and I was the owner of the Giants, I'd get rid of him and move on to another quarterback. Okay, so that's my question. Yeah, Giants finish what? Five and 11. eleven. Kyle Trask is there with the ninth pick. I'm taking him. Okay. I'm just. Asking. By the way, not with the ninth pick because I'm going to have the number three pick or number four pick. So okay. So Justin yeah. Fields and Trevor are off the board. You'd go right. Kyle Trask, Zach Wilson, somebody other than Daniel Jones. Oh, the kid from North Dakota. Um, I may go with Wilson. Um, from BYU, I, I don't okay. know at that point. I got I got to see what I could do, how far down I could trade. If I get a, a king's ransom, who's going to want a quarterback? I got to think about that. Okay, no, you I was know, just curious. Yeah, right, let me ask you another one. Carson Wentz, done right? over him. I'm so over Carson Wentz. Um, He's another uh, so one. So am I. I enough is enough. Yes. Uh, no more excuses. I don't want to hear about the injuries. Yes. I don't want to hear about the offensive line. Uh, he didn't win you the Super Bowl. Nick Foles did. I don't even care if they kept the wrong quarterback or the right quarterback. I, it doesn't even make a difference to me anymore. He makes the big time money. He's never, ever, ever going to be the quarterback um, that you think that's going to take it to the Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. He's overrated. I think it's time. Look, I understand you can't move on from him, but there's no pumping the brakes here. He's just not the big-time quarterback, Aaron. So, I agree. First of all, I agree 100%. I just feel like everybody that's still holding on to Carson Wentz is holding on to a 5-6-7 game sample size three years ago before he tore up his knee. And it was a great story. And he was in position to win the MVP. And it was great. And we all loved it. But it didn't happen. He got hurt. They won the Super Bowl without him. He came back, by the way, got hurt again. Nick Foles comes in, wins another playoff game. It's not happening. Like, like at a certain point, there's only so many. Well, he doesn't have receivers. He doesn't. He turns the ball over too much. He's too sloppy with the ball. I'm over him. I'm just over. I'm just over people trying to explain away uh, why he isn't performing at a level. At some point, you got to res- we got to get results on the field. He's not giving them to me, Arnie. Okay. Um, I, I want to get. I want to ask you one more. I'll give you another Super Bowl quarterback who took his team to the Super Bowl who came to his team and led him to a 6-0 record when they were garbage, then take him to the Super Bowl, got hurt before then, then comes back, and now he could barely keep his job, and they've got a lot of injuries. I'm talking about Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G, is he the future of San Francisco with that big contract? Or is it time to move him back to the Patriots and send them back to (laughs) Belichick because Belichick loves him? 
What? Let me tell you something. If Belichick got Jimmy G back, he's not going anywhere. He'll stay right there in New England. But Jimmy G, pump the brakes? Or is it still full speed ahead? He's still going to go get you to the Super Bowl. So I feel like the way that people defend Carson Wentz is how I defend Jimmy G. Um, I, I listen, I <laughs> they feel, do pretty much. It's either you love him or you hate him. Yeah. I, I just, I still can't get over the fact everyone wants to crush Jimmy G. He had a 14, oh, he had a yeah. double digit lead in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl yes. and his defense melted down. And so, and and I get it. He missed. He had the overthrow to win the game. I get it. That will but forever it's not be just on his one Super Bowl, though, Aaron. But go ahead. But, just... but he was in the Super Bowl last year. This isn't Carson Wentz. Colin four... Kaepernick was in the Super Bowl. It, this isn't Carson Wentz four seasons ago playing like an MVP. It's not Car- uh, Colin Kaepernick playing in a Super Bowl in 2012. This was like nine months ago. Now in 2020 time, that's like. 25 years ago, but it was only nine months ago the guy was in the Super Bowl. I'm willing to give him more time, especially so many. And this, I feel like. San Francisco's not giving him more time. I promise you that. I just feel like that team, injuries, it's a weird year. I'll defend him more than I will somebody like Carson Wentz, who we're on year three of making excuses for him. Well, they're, they're not going to bring him back, I believe, after this year. I believe they're ready to move on from him. Plus that contract. I think there'll be some takers, though. I think there'll be some people out there that that'll say, yeah, I, I like him, and um, I'm willing to go ahead and pick up that contract. I don't know if it's as bad as uh, the $35 million a year, but it's not too shabby. I, I, look, I'm, I'm ready to move past him, but for, for a team that's looking for a veteran quarterback, he might not be too bad. You know, Aaron? That's how I feel. I don't think he's terrible. I think he is limited in what he can do. I think you need talent around him. But when you had talent around him, you saw what that he was capable of doing last season. All right. Uh, you want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Um, that's uh, were we right or wrong about. We'll be doing that every week because um, every week it seems like we have to revisit that. Now. Um, when we get back, there are three particular games that are being bet pretty heavy. Matter of fact, very heavy. Bernie Fratto's coming up next. He's going to tell you why all this money is coming up on these three games. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Favorites. All right, good evening, everyone. As we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, this segment brought to you by Geico. All right, lots going on. If you want to jump on in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. The Huskies just missed a field goal. They still lead, though, 24 21 with about 542 left in the third. We'll keep you updated. San Jose State 31 17 over UNLV. Let's get to our guest. Jordy now comes up at the top of the hour straight out of Vegas. It's our buddy Bernie Fratto. How you doing, Bernie? Gentlemen, we've got breaking news. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is in concussion protocol after losing and getting caned for three straight weeks. Yeah, but we'll monitor the situation. By the way, you know what narrative I love most? The guy who tweeted you, well, who, who are you going to get if he leaves? Yeah, right. Uh, just keep loading the uh, cart, boys. Never mind the horse is blind. Yeah. <laughs> I just think he should opt out of the season. I mean, if players can do it, why can't a coach? It's just yeah. not going good. I'm going to opt out, come back in 2021, see how things are going. Well, yeah, Mike Krzyzewski exactly. did that one year. You probably know that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right, Bertie, uh, three games are being heavily bet. What's going on there? Yeah, it's going to be a fun card tomorrow. I'll tell you three the pros are on. Very sharp plays, in my humble opinion. Let's go to Detroit, where they host the Washington football team. The line's laying three and a half. The pros have fired on Washington. No Kenny Galladay. Detroit's only 1-4 and four against the number at home in their last five home games. Plus, you've got Alex Smith starting for Washington. Yes, he's still a major league quarterback, and he knows how to win. By the way, I thought Washington was actually impressive last week against the New York Giants. Even though they lost, they outgained the Giants 3.5 yards per play, and they were minus 5 in the turnover region, or they would have won that game. So they're on Washington. The second game, the Cleveland Browns laying three against Houston. Mm. Pros are on them. Texans are only 4-12 and 12 against the spread in their last 16 against anybody. And let's face it, Baker Mayfield, he's very good against teams who don't make the playoffs. It's a fairly light line. Now, there's, it's going to be very windy there tomorrow, but you got Chubb back, and I think Houston's a mess. The third game... And this is a game I like a lot as well. Philadelphia laying three and a half on the road at the New York Giants. The pros like the Eagles. The Eagles have not only won in New York outright, 10 of the last 12. They've done it by an average margin of six points. You've got a situation there where you got a light line on the road. Daniel uh, Jones, who I like, 
but he didn't turn the ball over once last week, and I don't think that happens two weeks in a row. Plus, when you look at the matchup here, it's bad for New York. When you look at New York's offense versus Philly's defense in some key categories, like yards per game, pass yards per game, yards per play, and sacks, the Giants rank 31st, 30th, 30th, and 29th in those categories. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles rank 4th, 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 and 3rd. So I think Philly will stop New York's offense, go in there and win the game and hang that number. So, Bern, I actually asked Fezzik this a few weeks ago when you were off. You mentioned the Eagles-Giants, right? Like, to me, where where does it go, the balance between the numbers, the analytics, what your numbers are telling you, and you just saying, that team stinks, I can't bet them. Because to me, I just look at Eagles-Giants, I don't know what I'm getting from either of them, and I'm just staying away. But obviously there are numbers that you like that uh, have you on the Eagles. But to me, where do you draw that line of this team is just so inconsistent or so bad, I just have to stay away? Well, that's a very good question because it still starts with numbers and power ratings and lines, and then the market decides. And what you try to see is where you're getting value. And you also find situational spots. The Eagles have won a lot in New York. That matters to me. And when you find a situation where you know that a team is prone to turnovers or you know a team is prone to blown assignments or penalties and self-inflicted wounds, like the Lions have been over the years, eventually you start to have to make a case to be on that team and you start to peel away the onion and you say there's really no case to be made for that team. This is a, In this particular game in Philadelphia or in New York tomorrow, the NFC East is wide open, and most people I respect uh, believe that it's Phillies to take. It's not going to be the Giants. It's not going to be the Cowboys, right? Philly's right there, and it's probably not going to be Washington. Philly is not – they're getting healthier, too. They're not as bad as they've shown. You're getting a light line here. All right, Bernie, let's get to some Week 10 trends. What do you got out there? What are some of the trends there? You know, this has been a very interesting year to handicap because, obviously, because of COVID, and there's really no fans, one of the trends we've noticed through 10 weeks is in the last 10 years, road teams have won outright on the road only 42% of the time. But this year, that's jumped to 51% of the time. You have to attribute that to the fact that there's no fans or hardly any fans. I think that's, that matters. And early on in the year... If you guys recall, the first three or four weeks, games were flying over, and there were less penalties being called. Nothing kills a drive like a bad holding penalty. Well, they're not really calling them. That trend has continued. If you just blindly bet the overs in every single game this year, you'd be cashing at 56%. You can make all the money you want to make at 56%. Here's what's interesting. When you've got a total of 53 or more, those games are going over 67% of the time. And you've got a couple of those tomorrow, Buffalo and Arizona and Seattle and the Rams. So just things to keep an eye on. By the way, not for nothing, Arnie, uh, they listen to you, I think, uh, the uh, uh, the Westgate. They've now got a prop for the Jets to go 0-16. Wow. 4-1 to, four to one that the Jets go 0-16. <laughs> so I think that's good. I would take some of that, you know. And Pittsburgh, you know, they're still 20 to 1 to go 16 and 0. So the prop bets uh, uh, keep keep coming in as we uh, as we as watch as we watch the season go by. Burn, you mentioned uh, Seattle Rams, uh, intriguing game. Uh, obviously, especially intriguing with the way the Seattle defense played last week. What's good? Did you tell Matt? What do you make of it, Burn? Aaron, could you please repeat that? We had a little technical issue there. Absolutely. No, all I asked was you mentioned the the Seattle-LA Rams game, and I said, what do you make of the game, especially with Seattle's performance defensively last week at Buffalo? 
Well, I think people have to be very careful uh, about that game because it's a well-talked-about game. And if you just look at Seattle after a loss, 83% they win those games 83% of the time blindly after a loss. But we also know that not only does Seattle have the number one or the worst defense in the league, they're giving up 460 yards a game. That's an issue. And I was on with Jason McIntyre this morning. He brought up a great point that Seattle's center is out. That yep. probably keeps me off the game. So you've got to be very careful with that. But you've also got to be careful because the Rams, they've had four East Coast trips this year. And even though they were coming off a bye last week, people tell me that they've got some real fatigue. They've traveled, you know, more frequent flyer miles uh, than just about anybody. So that's a game you've got to be careful about. And uh, there was another game you mentioned, I think. I'm sorry. No, that was really the only one. Aren't, well, Bernie, uh, what are your three top picks? Who do you like this weekend? Uh, who do you like tomorrow, Bernie? Well, I, I really like Carolina. Uh, I know I'm going against the green there, but I got them Tuesday plus seven, and it's down to six. And uh, there are a couple things that drew me to that game. First of all, Teddy Bridgewater's 32 and 11 against the spread as a dog in his career, and he's, he's 11 and one coming off a loss. So he's going to compete. I believe he will. And there's a situation now where the Bucks defense in the last two weeks, they've clearly slipped a bit because two weeks ago against the New York Giants, they allowed a season-high 357 yards, and then last week, they surrendered 420 yards to the Saints. So I think Carolina will get some points, and while everybody automatically assumes it's a Tom Brady revenge game because he's automatic after a loss, remember, all those stats were accumulated in New England, so I think Tampa Bay wins, but I think Carolina hangs that number. The second game I like, I've already talked about, and that's the Philadelphia game. It's a situation where I believe the Eagles go in there tomorrow, take care of business. They've had three straight home games and a bye. They're rested. They haven't been traveling. When teams have that scenario in the NFL, it hasn't happened a lot. But in the last 20 years, teams are 8-2 and two straight up and against the spread. The other game I like that, Arnie, I know you're going to be mad at me because I think yeah. I'm going to be going against you here. Oh, jeez. But I am going to hold my nose and get on the Los Angeles Chargers tomorrow. Oh, as much as I like Tua and as much as I like what Brian Flores is doing, and Miami's won two games and they beat the Rams and they beat Arizona last week, they were out yarded 460, cu- or 460 yards cumulatively in those two games, and that can't continue. Meanwhile, the Chargers, they've not only led in every single game this year, But the margin of loss cumulatively is the least in the league. And in the last two years, when the Chargers are a road underdog of seven or less points, they're 7-0 against the spread. I think they're going to win outright tomorrow. We'll see, Arnie. All right. Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas coming up at the top of the hour. We'll be listening, Bernie. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Thanks for having me, guys. uh, Thank you, Bernie Fratto, coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, Week 10 is tomorrow, and I know this. We'll get to that coming up next. But first, let's get a final check-in with Steve DeSager. What's going on, DeSager? Well, we'll look at some of the blowouts in the top 25, but first to update the two late games. On FS1, Washington holding on 24-21 over Oregon State. They're about to start the fourth quarter, and the Beavers are driving. They're down inside the 10, a chance to at least tie. This is Washington's season opener. On FS2, San Jose State trying to go to 4-0 in the Mountain West, leading winless UNLV 34-17 with four and a half minutes to go. There were four blowouts.
spots in the top 25. 10th ranked Indiana winning 24-0 at Michigan State. The big noon Eastern time kickoff next Saturday on Fox TV. Indiana at number three, Ohio State. Hoosiers led the Spartans 24-0 at the half today. Ty Freifogel had 11 receptions, 200 yards, two touchdowns for Indiana. 16th ranked Marshall 42-14 over Middle Tennessee. This is the 50th anniversary of Marshall's 1970 plane crash that killed 75, the worst disaster in U.S. sports history. Maybe you've seen the movie with Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Yes, I We have. Are Marshall, where he played the coach trying to take over and keep the program alive. Black uniforms worn today in honor of the tragedy by the Marshall team. And freshman quarterback Grant Wills threw five touchdown passes. Marshall 7-0 plus three postponed games on their schedule. It was number 22 Liberty 58-14 over Western Carolina in a national cable game. This was Western Carolina's first game of the year and they'll only play two more. Most of the Southern Conference hasn't played at all. Next Saturday night, Liberty at NC State. Today quarterback Malik Willis, five total touchdowns for the Liberty Flames. All of that in the first two and a half quarters. And number 25 Louisiana 38-10 over South Alabama. Louisiana 7-1. What it's opener at number 17 Iowa State it's one loss was to number 15 Coastal Carolina and yes Coastal Carolina the alma mater of Dustin Johnson who leads the Masters by four strokes after a third round 65 he's ranked number one in the world Justin Thomas ranked number three he fell to sixth place six back number two ranked John Rom fell to seventh place a tie for seventh he's seven back Rory McIlroy eight back Tiger Woods is tied for 20th after a 72 today he's 11 shots behind Phil Mickelson shot 79. He's now two over par, tied for 56th place. A record-tying five players had started the third round today, tied for the lead. Dustin Johnson then dominated round three. No top-ranked player has won at Augusta since 2002, Tiger Woods. As for the NFL news, repeating that Chris Carson, Seattle running back, is out, and so is running back Carlos Hyde as Seattle plays at the Rams on Fox TV. Running back Joe Mixon out for the Bengals again as they have to face 8-0 Pittsburgh on the road. Ben Roethlisberger was activated by the Steelers. The Browns will be hosting the Texans tomorrow. Running back Nick Chubb active for the Browns. Houston running back David Johnson, though, went on IR. And for Monday night in Chicago, running back David Montgomery of the Bears out with a concussion. Boxing win for Terrence Crawford. He's 37-0, fourth-round TKO against Kell Brook tonight. Crawford retains the WBO welterweight title. And not to skip over. It, but in the top 10 of college football tonight, number two Notre Dame won 45-31 at Boston College. Number six Florida beat Arkansas 63-35. Kyle Trask with six touchdown passes. You know, the Gators had nine touchdowns and punted only once. In fact, they had 36 first downs in under 39 minutes time of possession. Wow. This dominated. Number nine, Miami. 25-24 winners at Virginia Tech on a touchdown pass with about six minutes left. Oregon on Fox tonight, ranked 11th, came back to win at Washington State, 43-29. Ducks trailed just before halftime, 19-7. And number 13, Wisconsin, 49-11 winners at Michigan. The Badgers rushing as a team, 51 carries, 341 yards on the ground, and five touchdowns. Wisconsin led 28-0 in the first half, and at the time their yardage advantage was 189-6. to and Wisconsin hadn't played in three weeks. So, yeah, this was wow. bad. USC wanted Arizona. Tulsa upset SMU. Back to you. Thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's all brought to you by Geico. 
It's also easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You want to join on in? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Give us a little football music. Put us in the mood because it is week 10. And I know this. It's week 10 and I know this, Aaron. Uh, and I brought it up about the Browns. I said the Browns, if they want to show that they've turned the corner, they got to win a game like this at home against the Texans to go 6-3 and three instead of dropping the 5-4 and four and out of the playoffs. Well, the same thing goes for the Raiders. They're playing a team they should beat. They're only a four-point favorite at home. They're 5-3. and three. They win this game. They go to 6-3. and three. They're on their way to having a pretty good year. They lose this one. They take a step backwards. They go to 5-4. and four. All of a sudden, they might not be in the playoffs. If the Raiders want to show everybody their dominance, it starts tomorrow, or, or at least if they want to make the playoffs, it starts tomorrow with a win over the Broncos. So you just stole that right off my play sheet here. Uh, it's week 10, and I know this. Arnie's Las Vegas Raiders. I think they're the most underrated team in the NFL, or the most under-respected team in the NFL, Arnie. Listen, beat the Saints, beat the Chiefs, beat those Browns that you just mentioned. I feel like we still have this John Gruden, Chucky, uh, Monday Night Football, YX Banana, you know, what? Like, right. they're, they're, they're playing well. Give the team some credit. They are the most underappreciated team in the NFL, so that's kind of a piggyback off yours, Arnie. Right. Go ahead. All right, I'll tell you what. Uh, heading into Week 10, I know this. The best game on the board is nobody talking about. The Bills and the Cardinals. Uh, first of all, the, you never look as good as your last game. You're never as bad as your last game. Bills coming off in a, a big victory over Seattle. Cardinals, tough loss over the Dolphins. Now the Cardinals are going to play at home. You want to talk about a game with two young quarterbacks with Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Love what Murray's been able to do. Matter of fact, I should have put this on the list. Was I wrong about him? Because um, coming into the NFL, I didn't think he could do what he's doing right now. This is the best game. I know this, though. Cardinals got to show that they're ready to turn the corner and get this game, win this one, and go to 6-3. and three. The Bills got to say, hey, we still got to win this division. We want to win the division. We got to win games like this on the road because the Dolphins have a next four games are pretty easy. They may put some pressure on the Bills. This is a game uh, both teams need to win. Yeah, great point, especially on the Cardinals. I mean, I think we get so excited about them. Um, but you look at the wins, that big Sunday night win in overtime against Seattle. I think people are still holding on to that one. But other than that, Jets, Cowboys, Washington football team, and the 49ers in week one. So I'd like to see a, a few more big wins before we crown Arizona with anything. Arnie, we're headed into week 10, and I know this. Well, first, I have a question. Yes. Did you see Lane Kiffin throwing his play sheet up 50 feet yes. in the air tonight? Yes. That's what I'm doing right now because I can see into the future and I see a major upset coming tomorrow. How about my Cincinnati Bengals? Wow. Straight up against the undefeated Steelers. Can't see it. Can't Ste see it. You can't see it because my play sheet's 50, 50 feet up in the air. <laughs> Steelers, last three wins. Three points, four points, five points. They're playing with fire every week. The Bengals are coming off a bye. They're playing well. They beat the Titans right before the bye. I'm picking the Bengals straight up to beat the Steelers tomorrow. Arnie Spanier. Yeah, I hope you're not betting that game. Otherwise, you can just flush it down the toilet, my friend. Ain't going to happen for you. Wow, Heading into week 10, I know this. There's one team 
that season comes to an end tomorrow. This team is hovering right about 500. They're actually a tad below, and they needed this game to get back to 500 and get back to the playoffs where they belong. And I'm talking about San Francisco. But they're not going to win tomorrow because they go to New Orleans to take on the Saints, who have just been playing some really good football the last four or five weeks. Not going to happen. The season comes to an end tomorrow. It is O-V-E-R for the San Francisco 49ers. I don't disagree with that one bit, Arnie. It's a uh, They were a good story last year, but the Super Bowl hangover is real. Uh, so I am not surprised by that at all. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, but it is week 10, and I know this. That Lamar Jackson playoff winless streak is going to continue. This ain't wow. the year. Wow. I, I just think, first of all, his stats have regressed in every major category this year, and you look at who they've beaten. It's a lot of the Eagles, the Washington football team, the Texans, the Browns early in the season. They're not going to win the division because Pittsburgh's going to win the division. They're going to have to go on the road to open the playoffs. I still like Lamar Jackson long term, but I think that that narrative about him winning big games is going to continue into 2021. Well, I'll finish out on that note. You missed one win. And heading into Week 10, I know this, that one win that you missed will be against the Patriots tomorrow. They will crush the Patriots like you've never seen the Patriots get crushed before. Not one, not two, but three touchdown victory in New England. Patriots have no chance in this game. Their season is O-V-E-R after tomorrow. Their, their season's been O-V-E-R. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. Much true, yeah. yeah. No, I, well, I, don't, I don't disagree with any of it. The Patriots, yeah. you, you know, I tried to buy what Cam was selling me. I'm, I'm out on the Patriots, so. We'll come back. We'll give you our picks. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. By the way, Torres, you are all in on the Masters tomorrow or uh, no, I'm all NFL. What is it? Oh, it's a good question. Um, I'll have it on. I mean, I'll be honest. I've watched. Le- I watched way less today than I thought. I was because I, Tigers. Once Tigers gone, not, not in contention. We don't want to see it anymore. That's why. I, I like how you do that thing where you like your voice fades when you're trying to make a very important point. Um, I just, I, I just wanted to watch college football, and I have a feeling tomorrow it's going to be the same with the NFL. Where, uh, like in theory, like oh, I can flip back with the Masters, but maybe the last couple holes if it's close. But I have a feeling I'll be watching mostly football. Yeah, unless Tiger and Phil were coming down to the 18th and they were tied for the lead, um, I'm not switching away from the NFL. Not well, going to happen. You know, what What it makes me realize it's kind of with the same thing that happened with the NBA this year is like we love the NBA, but when it wasn't in June and it was, oh, I can either watch like Sunday night football or the NBA, I'm choosing the NFL. And it's the same with the Masters. It's great in April when there's nothing else going on. But, you know, now that we got football, big boy football, I'm sorry, I'm watching football. All right, real quick, by the way, you mentioned April. I'll, give me another month. Um, May Madness, right? Is that is that what, what, that's what Patino said, though, didn't he? Of course, because his team has COVID right now. He wants everything. It's typical Patino. He wants everything rearranged that for him. That has nothing to do with that. He's going to play. You know, he'll get a couple of games canceled. Big deal. But what, you, you, you may have to get May Madness. I don't know. Who knows how that's going to play out? You know, We're not getting May Madness, sorry. Sorry, I, I know Rick Patino. Don't wants- make us cancel March Madness again and get nothing, Torres. Oh, we'll get March Madness. It might be in a bubble, but we'll get March Madness. You'll cry yourself to sleep if that happened again. 
Oh, now I work with you every week. There's not, <laughs> it doesn't get much lower than that. So, hey, with that being said, give us a little music. Let's get to our picks. I'll start things off. Um, I told you I'll keep my money where my mouth is. Baltimore laying the seven against the New England Patriots, and I know it's in Foxborough. The Patriots are just worthless. They can barely beat the Jets. They have really no offensive weapons. Cam Newton is not going to beat you with his feet. Baltimore defensively should probably hold the Patriots to about 14 or less points. New England should have no trouble scoring. I love the Patriots 34-13. Excuse me, I like the Ravens 34-13 over the Patriots. That's my pick as well, Arnie. It's really funny. I remember in previous years, it felt like you couldn't make the line high enough uh, to bet against the Patriots. Now you can't make the line high enough to get me to bet on them. Uh, listen, they had enough trouble with Lamar Jackson last year when the defense was better, when they had Tom Brady to go score for score with them, and they weren't even close. It's not going to be any better tomorrow with the Patriots in their current form. All right, I got to go against Bernie in this one. Dolphins are on a roll, and I think they're going to continue on a roll. The Chargers have found every way imaginable to lose a game. Hopefully they'll do it again. Two has looked good in two games. What's game three going to bring you? We only got to lay a, a small number here, like one and a half to two. The Dolphins' defense really is top-notch. They're not getting enough credit for what they're able to do. Matter of fact, this Dolphin team is really good. Um, and un- un- underrated. I'm going to take the Dolphins minus the two. So you brought up this game earlier, Arnie. Cleveland Browns hosting the yes. Houston Texas. Yes. Cleveland is giving four. They're a four-point favorite. And you said it. If you're a playoff team, if you want to be taken seriously, this is a game you have to win. Right. To Bernie's point, which he brought up, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield has historically been good against inferior teams. I think Cleveland wins and covers the four points. I like Cleveland in that one, too. That's a small number. I'm a little surprised. Again, you you got to prove that you're a playoff team. they got to win that game. If they don't win that game, they'll be screaming uh, from the from the rooftops in Cleveland. Um, I'm going to jump on the Giants one more time at home and get four points against the Philadelphia team that just disgusts the hell out of me, really. Um, they're just not getting it done. They beat some bad teams, and... They're barely, they're barely going to go ahead and win that division, and they'll probably win it with seven wins. I'm going to take the Giants plus the four. So last one for me. I told you last segment I'm standing by it. I don't want the points. I don't need the points. Cincinnati Bengals Woo! straight up will beat the Pittsburgh Steelers wow. tomorrow. Steelers have been treading on thin ice. Keep in mind, too, they had that really early bye because of the Titans' COVID situation. They've played about eight straight weeks now. Last three wins by three points, four points, five points, fell down by a lot to the Cowboys. The Bengals have actually been quietly playing well, picked up a nice win. They're coming off a bye. I'd like the Bengals straight up against the Steelers. I'll give you one more. I said if they don't win tomorrow, their season's over. You said their season's already over. The San Francisco 49ers. Too many injuries. They're not getting it done. Garoppolo looks like garbage. Um, The Saints are on a roll. Don't like to lay nine and a half or ten. It's a lot of lumber. I'll lay it. Give me the Saints in this one. You like that one or no? Uh, yeah, 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 I would probably lean Saints. I mean, I know they are coming off that big win, but at home, I'll take the Saints. Thanks to Laker Don, our technical producer, of course, Eric Roberts, producing the show, the Sager on the updates, my partner, Aaron Torres. Um, 
um, uh, tomorrow I'm on with Chris Plank. I forgot his name there for a second. 8P to 11P Pacific, 11P to 2A Eastern. Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas. Coming up next at the top of the hour. Stick around for Bernie right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.